I have a question for both of you. Uh-huh. This yes, has been on my like mind lately. Now I have, I, I've never really liked French fries in a very long time. Like since I was a child uh-huh. and I'm recently coming back around to French fries, you know, um, what is your guys' favorite French fry? Oh, you I have two, fries. I have two favorite French fries. Uh, until recently I was like all on board the train of, um, uh, wing stop fries and then they they keep dropping the ball and um hot take in and out ones kind of kind of became good i don't know pretty, if it, sh- pretty sure my wife would murder you for saying that she yeah i, I don't i don't know what happened you know like just suddenly i was eating them and i was thinking like man why are they good now Giacomo likes those real those real french fries okay. so yeah i guess in general i like the thick like i wasn't thinking of a brand or a location but just like because like there's a thin like i don't know but if I had to go for one location, I think Del Taco fries are pretty oh. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to say this right now. There's two, one of which are those like waffle fries that you like bake. Those are, those are bad. Oh yeah. But waffle fries are good. Yeah. But I will have to agree with Jimmy. I just had them again today and their pure starchness is just amazing. Del Taco fries all the way. Those ziggy zaggy cuts give them to me. They're oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they're and like they, they serve them to you, and they're like eight thousand degrees. They are the yeah. temperature of the surface of the sun, and <laughs> like I will burn my mouth. Like I'll take a bite, hurt myself, and I can't stop from going for another bite. What's it's like? <laughs> yeah, like I, I is it gonna it. hurt me. Yeah, am I gonna have another one right now? Yeah, I am. I am <laughs> um, immediately. I I gave them to my to my two year old uh in the car i was like be careful they're hot and i hear him go ow ow mm, ow ow <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are you gonna do not eat them absolutely not you're, yeah. you're going to yeah they're the if if anyone in the anyone has varying things or they hate del taco fries you know let us know in the discord in our podcast channel what's your favorite french fry and why See, i don't know if so there's some opinions i don't want to hear feedback on like I love, yeah. I love feedback. I love different opinions. I think it's great. Like some people come out and they're like, I love this movie. And you're like, I never liked, like, I love Tenet. It was great. And I'm like, it made sense to you. I don't think that made sense to Nolan, like Chris, like Chris, Chris Nolan or whatever, or the guy who acted in it, the main star left. And they're like, what do you think of the movie? He's like, I don't know what I just made. I have no idea what I just <laughs> made at all. And like, but if you meet someone that I love that movie, that's cool. That's fun feedback. But if your feedback is, I don't like Del Taco fries. I don't know. I don't know if I can handle that. That's a that's a rough one. Um, that's like I I think the Nazis like, brought some positive uh, contributions to society. Like whew. I don't know if I want that feedback. Like, exactly. That's that's a hot also. T- it's also yeah. just like when Emmanuel keeps saying that the right deployment type is nachos. Like I just want to like scream at the top of my lungs at the pile of the top of a giant Chi Chi's pizza, you know, and just like exactly. tell him how much he's wrong. Right. <sighs> which is uh, so, which is which is more hot, like a steaming hot Del Taco French fry, or you know, fresh out of the oven pizza deployment? <laughs> definitely, definitely the French fry. <laughs> but I can give you one that's even more hot. Okay. Um, McDonald's coffee. Do oh yeah, man. That you you young people. How how old are you guys? You're both like five years old, right? I think I'm and, like thirty. 
like 33 or 34 Yeah, I'm like 19. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm 31. I'm old. 31. Okay, you're both babies. Uh, just <laughs> children. Now, if you grew up in the day before like the McDonald's lawsuit, then you oh, would know I remember. what real hot coffee was. Because they oh, served it yeah. to you and like your life was in your hands. And I remember people made fun of that lady who sued. And I was like, well, of course she sued. They serve it and it's still boiling. It bubbles <laughs> in your hand. Like obviously yes. people sue. <laughs> Yeah, I like remember hotter than water could get. I remember that lawsuit and I thought it was the dumbest lawsuit I've ever heard of. And then I saw the damages like when I got older. Yeah. Of course, I mean it happened when I was like 8 or 10, right? Right. Um and like that's that's literally a lawsuit which is the reason why you ha- you have all the, you know, caution, this is hot, you know, yes. on labels on literally everything. Right. It's a uh, betterment for society. She she was a martyr for uh Oh yeah. For uh, coffee dumb. She was shit on by everyone. She every was. talk show host, everything. She's an old lady who got like third degree burns. Yeah, and, like, they were that horrible. Location, yeah, that location. And she wasn't driving. Like there was so much misinformation about it. Like she lost like layers of skin. Like yeah. there's no reason. Like who pours that into their mouth? Like who who takes that? And it's like, yeah, it's 500 degrees somehow. Like we poured some of the fry oil in here just to make sure it could stay this hot. <laughs> like, and you're like, yeah, I'll just pour that down my sensitive mucus membrane lined throat. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds great. And like, hey, McDonald's yeah. fries in the ba- back in the day used to be bomb. Yo, the, yeah, those really changed. soft, soggy ones. Yeah, they changed. Bro. They stopped using animal fat, and it's uh, a lot of people not happy about it. Yeah, and then they charged a lot. You know, they they're really pricey these days yeah is that they know that's why we go there we don't care about their stupid burgers like if you go there you're either drunk or you want fries so (laughs) one of the two it's definitely one of the two or both if you're drunk and don't want fries i don't want to see you either i'm still i'm not gonna lie the best chicken sandwich currently is that mcdonald's like southern one with the they have like a little bit of sauce they have a spicy chicken bun on it and they have like the pickles Dakota, that's a that's a hot take. I can't join you with, bud. Uh, the I mean, best chicken sandwich. I mean, have you had it, bro? I've had Popeyes, and Popeyes is ass. Yeah, Popeyes has been ass. dropping the ball recently, and I've been bro, really sad. Popeyes is a wonderful lottery. You go to some places, and you have a great chicken sandwich. Other places, you're spending that on the toilet. You don't know what you're getting. That's yeah, you're true, right, but you're I right, mean, yeah. every McDonald's is the same. You know, uh, when you go there, this thing is going to taste like this. Yeah, but Dakota, <laughs> we live in a world. That just has so much expectation. We know it's gonna things are mostly gonna suck. I love the chaos of the Popeye's chicken right. sandwich. When you go and like, am I gonna have a piece of heaven or am I gonna regret the entire day? I love, but I mean, hey, I do like uh, chaos faction, so maybe that's that coming out. I don't know. See, see, for me, for me, it's kind of like when I go to Del- like a Jack in the Box or something, mm-hmm. and I order a Dr Pepper, and it just tastes like their machine, just like croaked the night before you know and it's like it's rotten water it's just awful like oh, a bad yeah. experience you know like it makes me upset and genuinely deep down in my soul because then i have to stop i have to get out of my car and i have to be like yo your soda machine sucks <laughs> or or i have to drive away knowing i spent money on a drink that i cannot consume because it's awful you know and you're like what's more important to me right now and you know what sometimes you never know you know 
No, that's true. You never know. You never know when we're going to start the introduction to the Squad Games podcast. This is the podcast. Do we want to? (laughs) Yeah, do we want to? (laughs) I think we've become the kill team casuals. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Except except we're all in the same time zone. Right. Ben's Battle Brothers. I'll never say it right. (laughs) Guys, we're talking about French fries. What they started talking about, I can't even talk about. You can't even mention the first topic. That's That's for the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, that was the real deep dark secrets. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, uh, shout out to Kill Team Casuals though they they they, they do some good stuff. They're they're awesome. Oh, they're great. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, so this is Giacomo Dakota and Mr. Jimmy's uh, with us today, and we're going to be talking about Dakota. You want to you want to drop it? Sure. We're going to be talking about all into the dark tournaments like Kill Team Open and the upcoming uh, Hammer of Wrath out here in San, uh, in Southern California. Big ticket and, times. Uh, and what you can expect as an organizer going into them and, uh, and a tier list where we, we each, before we got on today, we each crafted a tier list for all into the dark format. Um, and what we think is the strongest. And then I will probably also, um, accumulate all three of them together, uh, of all three of our opinions. And, um, you know, throw that in there and we can sit here, argue about it, talk about it and have fun and, um, discuss why cultists will win. (laughs) (laughs) But real quick before we get into that, so we don't forget, uh, let's, let's quickly shout out, uh, frontline gaming. You know, they, they have, um, they help us out with an affiliate link. So if you're ever looking to buy miniatures or you're looking to go to frontline gaming events, feel free to use our link below. You know, we get a little bit of a kickback that helps the podcast and it costs no additional things for you guys. Uh, yeah. Also, don't forget to, if you're going to LVO this year, uh, get onto our discord and we have our affiliate links directly relating to the Las Vegas. Um, last week I got an email from, frontline gaming saying that their 40 K and their AOS both sold out and they're already on the wait list. I have no idea where kill team is currently, but, uh, I definitely suggest if you have the, the funds and you're looking to go grab your tickets sooner than later, even though we have way more tickets than we did last year. Um, we, they very well may be gone sooner than all of us can comprehend. So just be aware. Um, <clears throat> Which LVO will not be an all into the dark tournament. Uh, that was Kill Team Open, which Jimmy, you won. Uh, Ryan from Command Point got second. And then who got third in that tournament? Shane. Shane from Command Point. Yes, yeah, Shane. Sorry. <clears throat> Shane got second. Don't, don't shortchange him. I'm not shortchanging anyone. Don't shortchain him. <laughs> Some, sometimes, sometimes I get the two mixed up. Um, and then who was third? Um, oh, Mike. Mike. Mike, yeah. That was his birthday yeah. weekend, wasn't it? It was, it was his birthday. That was his birthday. Yeah, his birthday. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was the last day of KTO. So yeah. a couple months ago, or that was back in February. The game, I feel, has changed leaps and bounds since then. So we had Adeptus Custodes taking first. We had Legionaries piloted by Shane from Command Point uh, with, with, uh, with Legionaries. And then we had uh, Mike with Breachers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's been what? Uh, has, has there been one or two data slates since then? Two? There's two? been one. I think one. one. Maybe. But there's been multiple changes. They've changed the primary 
mission twice. Yeah, that's true. They have. So, they've they've they changed loot. They changed crit ops. The basics of yes. primaries. They've also changed. Um, well, they changed loot to match the others. So now everything has more primary max. Yeah. Um, so and yes, then there's so, a bunch of new teams, right? Yes. So yes. teams have been released, but I'm and I I could be wrong, but I think for the most part since then the um the Nurgle nerf happened just before KTO, I believe, right? The nerf where uh, so. they increased damage reduction to no, no damage reduction came after it. It did come after. Um, I remember there was murmurs of damage reduction nerfs coming during KTO. People were talking about it because all those teams, uh, Talons, uh, Legionary, <clears throat> and Breachers, they all have damage reduction ploys and tactics in their team. Mm-hmm. And there was comments made like, hey, we did so well because that that is the key strong point that makes the team do well. So I, afterwards, I you're def- going to nerf. Yeah, I definitely think, though, the biggest thing that everyone was uh, kind of upset about during KTO was uh, the amount of ties that were happening in crit ops, right? Yeah. For we, sure. We talked about that afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. And that was really because of primaries, which J, uh, GW addressed, and it seems like that's really improved. It definitely has improved. And I think one of the main things was... Um, because ties were were not allowed at KTO, there is some controversy. And if you guys want to know more about that, go ahead and go back and look at our two podcasts with both Jimmy Kelly before and Shane. We talk about them both in depth. Yep. Um, so, and now, by the way, I feel like if there's a tie, dollars to donuts, it's going to be on loot. So now that they've yeah. adjusted loot, I feel like that's really going to help. Like you can still have ties. It can still happen, but I think it's going to really help um, balance that out a lot going forward where I, there's going to be more clear winners. I definitely think so. I still think that, you know, getting, you know, taking away loot points, it's, it doesn't necessarily benefit you to go for five as much anymore on loot as it does just maintaining taking four each time. Because there's no, there's no way that you can ultimately like fully take a point away from an opponent, unless if you're trying to go for the five one, right? right. Um, and then you score four one on your on your sheet. So, um, but sometimes that might not be worth it. Hmm. Uh, we we've also all played or we've all played in tournaments since then. Um, Jimmy, you've won a couple more, or, or at least placed one. really really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then. We're going down to SummerSlam this weekend, uh, which is a San Diego event. It should be a lot of fun. And then the next weekend, we have the doubles tournament. And right after the doubles tournament, August 12th through August 13th, we have an all into the dark tournament out in Pasadena. At uh, And it should be quite a lot of fun. Now, from a tournament organizer's perspective, when you're looking at all into the dark, Firstly, you have to have a lot of plastic in order to run an all into the dark tournament, or you have to buy third party alternatives or use 3D printers to make a bunch. Speaking of which, I do have an all uh, an into the dark MDF set uh, for sale on Lester's Workshop, but yeah. um, they're they're still all just about the same price, unless if you are trying to run. Uh, your 3D printers nonstop for like six months in order to make enough terrain <laughs> um, for an all into the dark tournament. And 
even then you're spending tons of money on filament. So heavily invested format. I kind of wish since, since um, into the dark is so into the dark is you could play it flat. You don't have to have stand up walls. I kind of oh, wish that yeah. they would go back. I kind of wish they would go back to uh, um, just the mats. Old, old arena. Yeah. Old <clears throat> arena and just have like four or five, five different variations that are good. Um, and please get rid of this. The symmetry. No, maybe. Now, by the way, I believe there was a certain person. I think I met him two years ago at LVO and he made this cool arena board that was 3D. Yeah, yeah, that was me. And then GW, <laughs> GW got the idea for me. They're like, hey, yeah. you see that? That's cool. Let's make Into the Dark. I'm pretty sure they, they started uh, making a 3D yeah, is- terrain before I even started making one. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say, this is the Wheel of Karma right there. Like, you made a really cool Into the Dark. You know, you know, arena terrain. It's super cool. If you guys haven't seen it, you should definitely show up to uh, probably LVO. Maybe you'll bring it again. I don't know. Yeah. But it's the coolest board. I loved old arena. And once you play with that, you're like playing without the actual walls is just boring. And you mm-hmm. actually had, you had doors that like opened is super cool. <clears throat> and now it's like, if you play without that, you might as well use a dry erase and just like draw lines on the board. It's so tacky in comparison when you have really cool 3d terrain. Yeah, we so, might as well be playing D and D at that point. <laughs> exactly. Oh, those bunch of let's go ahead and defend D and D players. Good job, Dakota. Let's just <laughs> let's shit on D and D players. Hey, I play D and D. You know. Yeah, you, you got to say that now. After, but I I do have three D buildings and stuff right. Like that no, though, yeah, so. no. Like so, I think you showed GW what it could be like. How cool! And now you, now this is what you've done. You've created this new world we live in. I appreciate that you think that, but I I I, I do objectively know that they. Uh, they usually put those into works five years in advance. So I'm pretty sure they started it before I started, but I did finish it before they announced anything. So well, that was fun. I create my own reality in my head and it's much better than real reality. So I'm just going to go with my thing. All right. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. I appreciate that. I'll, I'll, I'll accept the compliments. Okay. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, into the dark sucks as an organizer. It sucks. It is awful. Awful terrain to this is the reason why GW doesn't run into the dark at any more of their events for kill team is because it is a fucking pain in the ass to put together for firstly, firstly, the pieces are not interchangeable and (laughs) they don't fit together (laughs) unless you sand the shit out of them. Um, It's a real nightmare. And me, Giacomo, and Sai, when we were when we were setting up for our tournament in June, we all spent like I don't know a good two hours setting up like six boards. Like, it was just awful. It was awful. Um, and I can see why they don't want to do that. The unfortunate thing is we're going to have what fifty into the dark tables at LVO. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys want to come help on Thursday, set up some terrain. Uh, we'll be there all day setting up <laughs> into the dark terrain. It's going to be great. So um, right now what this feels like is those people that work for Disney that dress up in like the, the Mickey Mouse suits or whatever. Uh-huh. Complaining mm-hmm. about how the characters. Yeah. Uh, complain about how kids are pains in the ass and they kick them in the shins and stuff. Uh-huh. Like all these people get so much joy, but you're the one who has to do all the hard work and you're the one being like, this is like, it's hot. I'm in the suit all day. It's bullshit. Like, yeah, you have to set it all up as a player. I love into the dark. It's super <laughs> cool. Like it feels immersive. I love it. Like it's like my favorite thing, but I just show up. 
I play the game, I pretend I have a tummy ache, and I leave. Because they're like, hey, Jimmy, you know, clean? I'm like, oh, I'd love to. I think I had some Popeye's chicken beforehand. <laughs> and then I just I get it right out of there, and I take a nap, and I love it. It's like the best thing ever. Um, nope. So I, I guess, definitely want to tell you. I want to I want to deviate for a second. Okay. You mentioned you mentioned these characters. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to be Batman at Six Flags, and I can tell you objectively. Um, the sun in Batman suit. There's a reason why Batman only comes out at nighttime. Okay. <laughs> it's especially in 110 degrees outside in California. It's not fun. Um, but I have a really funny character story about um, a character at Six Flags. He was playing Wiley, the Wiley Coyote. And everyone kept um, pointing at him and calling him a wolf. And he kept stomping his foot, you know. Uh, waving his finger, saying like, no, no, I'm not. And, and he was trying to tell them that he was a coyote. And they all kept standing there saying, I'm a wolf. He's a, look, mommy, he's a wolf. It's a wolf. It's a wolf. And he got so fed up with these kids that he lifted up his head, which is like the number one no-no, showed his face and said, I'm not a wolf. I'm a coyote. And then put it back down. And all the kids screamed in terror. And the reason why is because they think these characters are real children, <laughs> right? They did, and, they're so dumb. I love it. And, and he lifted up his head. It was like, I'm not a coyote. I'm not a wolf. I'm a coyote. And sh- <laughs> so funny. It I was so it. funny, but so awful at the same time. I, he, I can't even. He decapitated that character just to get that point across. Yes, he did. It was I great. feel like that's what just happened here. Because I'm like, it's so fun. It's 3D. Look at those walls and doors. And you're like, it's the worst. You lift up your head. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a wolf. <laughs> Like, it's not yeah. fun, Jimmy. It's not yeah. fun. No, it's, it's a pile of garbage. Like, ooh, but it's pretty, but it's pretty garbage. So I enjoy it. Um, yeah. And here's the, the worst part. Knowing you're suffering and being exposed to their side, it doesn't change my opinions at all. That's that's the worst part. Like, I still love it just as much. I'm sorry. So anyways. That's okay. I mean, it's a great oh, wow. format. It's, it's a, a fun lot of game. Fun. Yeah. It is a fun yeah. game. Just a pain to set up. Absolutely. Even casually, because I play casually every week and set it up, and I think, I hate this. <laughs> so, and by the way, if you want to play in this tournament, and you enjoy the aesthetics and the fun game, but you also don't want to get like bullied or like pressured by Dakota into setting up, just tell them you had Popeye's chicken sandwich, and you exactly. can get right out of there. Exactly. So, exactly. I'm giving you a free pass right there. So use I'll it. I'll be like, oh, Popeye's? I totally understand. My like, you better, like, why are you still here? Get out of here right now. You are a ticking time bomb, sir. You will have to forfeit your matches, though. So, like, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't actually eat the Popeye's chicken sandwich on tournament day. Just lie and say you did. If you yeah. eat the Popeye's chicken sandwich, hey, that's you, all like that's you, Like you said earlier, you may be having the best day or the worst day ever with when you eat a Popeye's yeah. chicken sandwich. Yeah. Even Papa Noodle <laughs> doesn't want that much chaos in your life. He's like, look, I love disease and pestilence, and even I think that's going too far. So. <laughs> so, um, what is your guys' favorite uh, aspect of Into the Dark, and why do you guys think it's a good format? Because there's a lot of people out there that just hate Into the Dark, and then there's some people that are like unsure about it, or they don't like that they have some extra rules, when you could say that Open has just as many extra rules. Um, what 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 is your guys' arguments for and uh, just Into the Dark in general? All right, Jacmo, you go first, and then I'll pretend that's what I was going to say, and I'll say me too afterwards. So perfect, perfect. <laughs> you go first. Uh, I like the door aspect, opening doors and kind of planning your moves is pretty cool. I like the immersion of being inside like a vessel or maybe even a building if you want to use different kind of walls. 
Um, I think this is something I just think about the game in general. Now that guard exists, maybe guard just goes to open boards too. And mm, yeah. And I, I think hatchway fighting is a little wonky, but overall I think the aspects of it are enjoyable enough. You know, when you have the narrative feeling, you have this new style of playing cause you're not using 3d anymore. You're really just moving 2d for the most part. Um, and a lot of people are more interested in seeing that, uh, you know, introduction for it first, then you can move into something else. Um, yeah, I like it for that. It's easy to, it, not easy to set up, but it is a little easier to transport because they're all kind of flat pieces. So you can put them together pretty simply. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, Jocelyn, this is amazing. Me too. I totally well, agree. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, okay. So actually really much along the same lines, the guard is really amazing. And one thing that's tough is you play a bunch of into the dark and then you go back to open board and your brain doesn't work right. And you put the guy out in the middle of the open and be like, and I go on guard and everyone laughs at you and you feel stupid. <laughs> so you always got to like readjust. Um, but that going on guard <clears throat> shifts a big dynamic on open. More activations is so important. And being able to move last is this crucial thing because when you move a guy out, he's just fully exposed. But because of the guard action, being able to move out early is potentially not a detriment, especially if you know how to set it up right. And that's one of the things that I think is gives a decent little buff to those elite teams that already have decent ballistics. Mm-hmm. They don't have as many activations. And they going early can actually help offset a lot of those problems. And I, I like that rebalance to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely enjoy that. And I feel there's a lot more predictability with Arena. There's like, you know, with Open, it's so hard to know all the little angles and all the shots you're going to have and there's so many things that are uncertain with, uh, with um, into the dark. It's really more regimented. Like, you know what you're going to have, you know, the layouts. And so it really comes down to you and the other player. Like there's not as many variables with the board. It's just you versus them and it's uh, decisions. So I like, so, so I'm, I, I agree with what you said, Jimmy and Jack Mo. I think that you bring all good points. I think there's a, a couple other things that I like about into the dark specifically. Uh, one of which is how formulaic the game is because I like this and I dislike this at the same time where every game, you kind of know what you want to do. You kind of know what operatives you kind of want to pair up. You're mostly safe turning point one. Um, and then they, they got rid of a lot of the turn one alpha strikes, right? Which is mostly helpful. Um, the one, the, the thing that I like about it as well is that the more you play into the dark, the better you get at it. Right. And it's, 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 it's objectively different than open because open, you can like, once you, once you learn the game and you play it over and over and over, you're like, all right, cool. Like I get it. And there's kind of like a stop point where you can only be so good at it until you like start to, you know, figure out the game more, or you have like a specific team, Mm -hmm. but into the dark is very much like, the more I play this mode, the better I get at each individual map, the better I get. Now, <clears throat> I do think that the game would be better with asymmetrical maps uh, on Into the Dark. And I think that and I, I think that for totally two agree. reasons. For two reasons. One of which is you never know what side you're actually gonna get on Into the Dark. Um after until you get the roll. So firstly, like you might have only instead of having to prep for ten missions, like from the same sides of the board or whatever. Now you have a, 
20. And if you, and if the tournament organizers also like it, so if you have 10 asymmetrical and 10 symmetrical, you can combine all of those and create 20 maps, but basically 30 different deployments. And then you have against each individual team, it should just add a little bit more variation like you would with open. And I think that's the one thing that I'm going to strive to, to, to work with a bunch of uh, high end American players to try and develop um, asymmetrical maps. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, and then if you guys are interested, stay tuned so we can start dropping some of those maps. But I think it's a, it's a really good format. And I like that certain teams are better in into the dark compared to open. So right. um, let's move into some teams. I think um, that's a perfect transition to go into which teams are better. So yeah, huh. you have a very interesting thought process on into the dark G. Yeah, I, I see. We have a couple, a couple matches. That's why I was saying I have a lot of like, we have extreme same. differences. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a lot of like C tier stuff for me. I'm just looking for, where's your cultist? I think you forgot to include that. His is on unknown. Oh, the very bo- unknown. Yes, because I've not played on either of these teams yet in either okay. format, so I'm not sure how they operate. Well, if you were I listening can, to the last, I, if you were listening to our last podcast, like uh, Baki said that he's, they're, they're, yeah, they're they're he rock awesome. Play, he stopped playing cultists because it's too good on Into the Dark because with your bodies. It's so good, he's he hasn't. I mean, what he's lost one game with cultists. Was it against cultists? <laughs> Right. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it was he probably just rolled bad. That's all. <laughs> Otherwise, like you're right, the the amount of bodies and your ability to mutate is, of course. Um, yeah, they're uber broken. Um, Inquisition is interesting. Oh, Jimmy, have you posted yours yet? I have not. I don't want to. No. Well, now we have to keep it. We showed you. We showed cards, you ours. I, you got to show us yours. Ha- oh man, yeah. I have to. Okay. Please respond. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't okay, put- Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put a lot of the compendium teams and I threw this together and like, I would like to go through and talk it out and like make some adjustments. So yeah, we can do that. We can okay. do that. Let me give me a, give me a shock here. I'm going to go through. And Giacomo, okay. you forgot to add void dancers. Did I? No, I thought void. Dan- oh, you know what? You're right. Because I took them off. I was trying to put the white dwarf one. Um, they would be in the C tier for me. C tier. Okay. Yes. So it'll be, I'm going to add it on here on mine. So I'll remember to do that when we, readjust things um yeah i have a lot of stuff in c tier like a lot of stuff in c tier i think we'll kind of pick out the main points and then kind of readjust yeah i plan on readjusting once uh once we talk it through to see your opinions okay here we go guys um i don't even know where to save that file i love how prepared i am downloads if you type in computer yeah. down the cool thing about post-production is you can get rid of these slowdowns mm-hmm. oh you can't well you uh yeah that's, yeah, that's good. my job you can remove the, the, <laughs> i'm not even refer to what we talked about but the first topic we'll just call it the first topic the we can just remove that right out um, yeah that's, that's gonna get cut and i'll save it for later to use yeah uh, blackmail nah, be good. nah because i'm in there too so like you know <laughs> I guess that's true. That just means we're very we're very open people. That's all, you know. Oh, that's good. Yeah. See, I don't mind. You know, whatever you want to do is you. That's cool. Found it. There we go. I uh, I, I, I see. Here I we see go. Our, oh, okay. 
Don't have any infill, huh? Um, no, <clears throat> just because I didn't do it correctly. So no, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I ba- we'll talk- he's basically my fail. Um, okay, that's fair. I, you know how some people have a hard time conceptualizing like infinity. Uh huh. I have a hard time conceptualizing up to five things. Uh, okay. My brain's not the best, so. Like I had five tiers and then it was like, let's go to six. I'm like, nope, I already capped it at five. So I don't know how to break it down any more than that. So there we are. I, I think that's through a D. I think that we should talk about S, A, and B, and then we can touch on the lower tier stuff. Okay. Uh, and then we can like ultimately come up with a final one between all three An of aggregate us. Aggregate score, if you will. Yeah. I like that. And I feel like in our discussions, we can move these things around and yes, uh, yes. come up with where we like them. Cause I don't, I disagree with most of my own choices. Mm. Um, I'm a, I'm a hard believer. I'm very opinionated in this. Okay. <laughs> I will argue to the death on some of these. Well, that's good. all right. Well, um, let's, yeah. let's jump into the S tier. So Sounds instead good. Instead of jumping to teams, I'd like to talk about general ideas of what we want to see in teams to be okay, able to okay. be a top competitor. So oh, sure. Like for example, death guard is a fantastic team, super durable, good shooting. They only have six bodies, but that's not big of a deal, but movement is crippling. Like yes. you have to be able to have good movement. Now, if you have, if you're really, really fast, that in and of itself does not mean you're a top team, but mm-hmm. you have to have movement abilities to be able to compete. If you're slow, you're just not going to make it um, for a lot don't, of these maps. Don't tell higher tech that. Um, yeah. Well, I would love, I'd love to see higher tech higher, especially with their splash doing lethal fives. Um, I think they have a lot of really strong things, but their base movement being lower is just a huge detriment to them. Yeah, we've we've put, so everyone in the podcast can know, we're going to put up each one of our uh, tier lists in um, in the Discord, and then we'll put our aggregate score up afterwards so you guys can check them out um, when at the time of this, this drops. So um, it's interesting. Firstly, we, we can go over some of the, the, the compendium teams, the best compendium teams, and then maybe go through some of the tiers. Yeah, I, I think all the compendiums. I just put a couple. Yeah, I, I feel, That's I fair. think that since Jimmy has won one of the biggest <laughs> Into the Dark tournaments with, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> compendium uh, talons, I think that they are definitely in the S tier. Uh, you can easily win with them at a tournament if you play them correctly and you know what you're doing. Um, I think we can all objectively agree that that's they have a strong presence there. Now, my question is, mm-hmm. can they beat cultists? It's a great question. Um, I think they could. Yes. Um, I don't think they have a winning matchup, but I think they have some tools that are, are pretty good. So one thing that's really cool, one of their tough matchups before was um, Gellerbox. Okay. Which is, of course, a very similar team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the five field no pains are tough. There's just this big level of uncertainty. You just don't know. Like, I know I can push through a bunch of damage, but how much damage is that? We have no idea. Into models with five field no pains, it becomes really difficult. Now, Gene Steelers, um, not Gene Steelers, um, Gellerpox have that aura of injury where they can make people injured, right? And it says, regardless of all the rules, so they even injure custodes, which is a big thing. Like, they don't have re-rolls, so they need their hitting on twos in melee because it happens. So the custodes being injured is a D 
decent um, concern because <clears throat> if they if the Geller pox spike and you happen to roll some ones and twos, you can really suffer in those melee things. So cultists have an injury or a two, but it does not say regardless of all the rules. So custodes are still going to be able to never be injured into cultists. Mm. And like if you take a legionary, you you can take Nurgle and overrule it. If you're intercession, you can pay the CP and not be injured. So like you can counter the cultist injury rule, which is probably one small factor in all they do. But that is nice to know, to be aware of. Like you can deal with the injury ploy. Um also, double parry on those custodes is really strong. Yeah, with the shields. And like with uh, power weapons, so it's lethal five. Five dice, lethal fives, double parry. That's a really nice thing to deal with, even torments, because mm-hmm. they're going to have a hard time getting five hits. They have five dice with relentless, hitting on fours, and they can be injured, and custodes do have an injury ploy. They can take the, um, the mutant ability or the torment ability to not be injured or not to modify their ballistic skill. But it's kind of better to make them take that instead of taking things like barbed for mortal wounds on a charge or ignoring uh, going over barricades for free, things like that, or extra movement. Um, It's nice to kind of make them use up one of their um, abilities just to not be injured. But yeah, so the fact that um, you can deal with their injury ploy, the fact that you can still injure them and that you can double parry in melee with a lot of wounds. And like you have to have a very good melee profile to deal with these guys because as they start forming, they're going to be in your face and you have to be able to deal with them. So custodes have some good tools for that. Um, but there's so many bodies. Even if you do two custodes and five, you have seven, you're dealing, you have to be doing two to one trades and they've got so much. Like you still need a lot of things to go your way to still win that match. And they can still do mortal wounds and everything. So yeah, yeah there's so I, much they can do. I it's, put cultists at the top above everything else. They're in their own league of their own, in my opinion. Um, I, I agree. In into the dark, especially, I don't think that yeah. there's anything that can really beat them. No. The and our and our S tier is all pretty much similar, except for Jimmy is missing one that we have. So me and Giacomo and Jimmy all agree that in S tier we have. Cultists, at least in S tier or above. Uh, we have um, the Felgor. Custodes. We have Felgor, which are amazing on Into the Dark. And then me and G both have Legionary. And Jimmy, you have them in A tier. Yeah. Uh, do you think that, is there a re- what is your reasoning why you put them in A tier, you think? Well, <clears throat> um, do you think it's the skill cap of the team? Do you think it's, do you think it's, um, well, mostly I like to make bad choices and make okay. mistakes. So <laughs> okay. There's, let's not discount that. Okay. Um, Do I, you I think they belong that. in us? I think they're really borderline. I think it's right in the edge. So with six models, they have their damage reduction reduced, but damage reduction still on these on Into the Dark. Like I think Nurgle would probably still be the way to go. But they are pretty heavily hard countered by uh, Inquisition, which I think it's a little bit too much credit. I feel like we're going to see the Inquisition win rate drop down as people learn to deal with them. But the one team they deal really well with is Legionary. <clears throat> Even on Into the Dark. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they can shut down key um, ploys. 
Well, I mean, they like guess, I guess they can take, what, three plasmas and a melta, I guess. Yeah, yeah. they can take tons of AP, Ooh, they out-activate, man. and they can shut down their key ploys. And they get extra CP if you use the same ploys over and over again. So Legionary, their big thing is they get a free ploy every turn. Access to like two of them, right? right. So generally, you're going like, to be giving Inquisition free CP. They're going to be shutting down whatever is important to you. And they have tons of AP. And if you take um, Zinch, then they will shut down your um, Invuln save, so you don't get an Invuln. If you take Nurgle, they'll shut down your damage reduction. So whatever is important to you, they will shut down, and they will be generating extra CP, and they have tons of bodies with tons of AP. Um, that It's really a difficult matchup. Now, so I think... My- Go ahead. My my one argument against that is yes, all the things you said are true. Currently, Inquisition's not being taken a lot, and that is either because of one of two reasons. One, a lot of top players are taking all the other teams that are super busted right now, or two, um, Inquisition is also the pain in the ass to get together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, like I think people just models. don't own it or have all the parts. <laughs> no, it's it's an absolute nightmare. And like, um, so no, agreed. Like that's totally true. I also think they're they can be dealt with pretty well by a really well one breacher player. Okay. Um, Breachers are really good too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, custodes can deal with them. Um, They do have a good matchup into Felgor, but they're crushed by cultist. So I guess, and it's really like, it's so tough. Everything is so marginal between S and A just because of cultist. It kind of throws everything off. So, so, Um, so podcast uh, our listeners, we all decided that S tier is like very much like, you have a very strong chance of placing well or doing well in most matchups if you take this team. S tier is pretty much if you take this team, you will probably win most of your matchups as long as you know how to play the team in Into the Dark, in a full Into the Dark tournament. A tier is you will have the possibility of winning everything because this team is just really good. B tier is if you pilot them well, you would do well. Otherwise, like you're going to be possibly stuck in the middle. Uh, C tier is you're going to probably stru- start to struggle. You'll be on the struggle train. D tier is you maybe win one. And <laughs> fail is you'll if you bring this team, you're looking to have fun. Uh, you might not yep. win any matches. Um, yeah. But everyone will love you. Yes. So. Yes. That's important. Free wins are always a good sportsmanship. But that's one of those things too. Yeah. If you want to make a lot of friends and everyone like you, just finish last in the tournament. It's amazing how many friends you'll get. And have a good attitude about it. Like just be all smiles, give people hugs, and finish last. Everyone thinks you're the best person alive. Just FYI. (laughs) So um moving on to A tier. Um, we this is where we all start to to vary. We have a lot of teams that are very similar in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of us definitely the, have some yeah, you want to touch up on the similar ones real quick, just so we can get the similar ones out of the way. Yeah. So we all have, we all have star striders, um, except for Jimmy. He has them in B. I, I lied. Freaking Jimmy. It's difficult watching all of them. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much, Jimmy. it's two smart people making, uh, informed decisions. And then just some <laughs> weird guy who just does whatever he wants. Who just won the whole thing. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I'm what I'm looking at all these things, and the only thing that we actually have in common <laughs> in the A tier is commandos. Yeah, oh, commandos are so good. Yeah. Okay. So good. yeah. So in A tier, the only thing we all agree on is breachers and commandos. Yep. Right. Yeah, um, really? Can't be S tier, but they're really good. Oh, correct. Yeah, look at Jimmy's thing again. So good. 
interesting. Hold on. Do I have commandos? I think you have green skin. I, I think you have the I, compendium, I but did you mean commandos? Oh, both, though. Both. Okay, oh, okay both. So okay. you think you think they're up there, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Green skins are good. And so are chaos demons. They're they're both good. On uh, Into the Dark? Now, like, what what would you be taking on Into the Dark with chaos demons? Yeah. Um, well, it depends on the matchup, right? But like blood letters are solid melee models. Um, plague bearers are durable, like more durable than you would think. And you can give them the horn to give them extra movement. So they're five inch move instead of uh, four. That extra inch matters. It's uh, just enough to, to help. <clears throat> They've got invuln saves that they can buff to four up invulns, um, which there's not as nearly as much shooting, but certain teams, you, you know, you can do it. I think probably the base would be bloodletters and plague bearers. Um, there's definitely a place for pink horrors. Um, you don't take them into elites because their shooting just is worthless. But if you go against like a vet guard team or, um, you know, any team that has like four or five up saves and like seven to eight wounds or something like that, those, uh, pink horrors can do, can do work with shooting. But I think generally on end of the dark, you're going to do blood letters and you're going to do plague bearers and you get a lot of bodies, you get a lot of activations and you have some brutal melee. The plague bearers have great melee. The bloodletters are great melee, and I think melee wins into the dark. Um, okay. It's if you, like this is one of the reasons I didn't include star striders. I love star striders. I think they have a ton of tools. And here's like you know going back to legionary, like Shane knows how to run legionary really well. Like he could still I think take legionary. I think he he won recently with legionary. Was he? Yeah, it was a small he, tournament, but it was like a bunch of killers. Like they're just like. It's like some top. Yeah. Team. Orion, Shane, Adrian uh, Bonavento. Adrian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They've all been and, on our podcast and he won with Legionary, right? He did. After, and without, after the nerf, after everything. So really good players can still do really well with Legionary, just like Ace would still do really well with, um, uh, Pathfinders or, uh, Trevor, uh, Travis, not Trevor. Sorry. Sorry, Travis. Uh, tra- <laughs> sorry, Travis. Trevor. Yeah. Sorry, Trevor. Uh, get, get a different name. Travis. Who, who has that? Anyways, uh, Star Striders, are, they have a lot of tools, a lot of abilities, but they're weaker on melee. They have some vulnerabilities. And to run them really effectively is so, so difficult because in Into the Dark, if you can't do great melee – you have a huge weakness and you have to do a lot to balance and get around that. Is it possible? Totally. It's just a huge weakness you have to deal with. Mm. So that's mm. why if your team doesn't have great melee, I, they just automatically for me get bumped down. Okay. You can still do well with them. You can still do good, but it's just way harder to do it. So since we all have such very different lists, I'm going to pick out small bits and pieces that I think is an interesting placement of things and then we can all argue whether that person's right or not um i put geller pox in b you guys both put them in a um i guess i'll explain my reasoning why i put them in b currently okay. is firstly i'm on your side let's move them down to b i'm gonna drop okay. it down right now okay, okay go ahead the the my reasoning is i think they in into the dark open board they are a slash s tier mm-hmm into the dark, I think that they just lose to cultists. They just lose to S. Um, I don't. I don't know about Felgor, um, but I think ultimately, like they lose the legionary, they lose to these other teams, um, and I just don't see them winning a tournament 
an, a full into the dark tournament unless F Orion is piloting them. Um, Even or Orion, Ace or something. His one loss was on Into the Dark. His wins were all on open. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like the he lost to Ace on Into the Dark. Yeah. I mean, that's now, a good course, point. But he lost to Ace. So that's like a caveat too, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. even Ace, but yeah, no, yeah, the best player in the world beat him. <laughs> but he needed to be on Into the Dark to beat him. Exactly. So, but no, they are a super strong team still, but they are definitively weaker on Into the Dark, even though they have mm-hmm. great melee. But that's because of movement and actions. Like they just, they lose a couple key things. And uh, it's easy to pick them apart. We can all agree that commandos are an A, right? Yes. Okay. They so do, yeah, and green skins. They're just. I will. I will take your word for it. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't green tried green skins on on Into the Dark, so I can't. can't I say currently that. have them in C tier. I'm going to move them up to A tier. Yeah, um, I win. Yeah, uh, I will take your word for it. I've never seen them. I've never played against them. Uh, um, I know unknown. I know they have a bunch. <laughs> I know they have a bunch of um, power, to say the mm-hmm. least. You so, want me to give you like the thirty-second rundown of why I think they're pretty cool? Absolutely. Sure. I think because here's by the if you want to go to Hammer or Wrath and you want to just like mix things up, bring green skins. No, even if you listen to this podcast, no one's going to prepare for them, <laughs> and they are a fun team. So first of all, you get to take two Rocket Boys. <clears throat> Rocket Boys have a five-up ballistic on green skins, but you can give them equipment to make them four-up ballistic. On Into the Dark, lethal fives. With Daka Daka Daka, five dice hitting on fours, lethal five, with flipping a miss to a hit, pretty dang strong. Hmm. Um, And you get two of those Rocket Boys. That Rocket Boy is great. You get two. That's fun. You get a bunch of bodies with 10 wounds and good, solid melee. Um, Their shooting is not great, but you don't need it. You can also swap out any bodies you want for grots, which are fantastic for action monkeys to be able to open doors as you need them to get them out. So you have some punch with shooting that you need. You've got a bunch of decent wound bodies, just a scratch, all those things. They lose some of the tools that commandos have. Like, for example, they can't charge from conceal. Does that make that big of a difference? Nah, I don't think so. Um, not on Into the Dark. Not on Into the Dark. They have a ton of wounds, um, a bunch of bodies, good melee. Not great melee, but good enough melee. The bodies you have to eat through to um, really take down that team is overwhelming for most. Like It's kind of like a big, strong horde. Okay. Um, and they're weak to shooting, but that doesn't matter as much on In the Dark. Um, so no, they've got some really strong stuff. Um, but yeah, so. so we all pretty much agree that void dancers are an A or B tier. So we just leave them in A tier because, um, or do we want to talk about them at all? I mean, they already really good and open. And then with all the obscuring slash their pure and vulnerable saves and all the damage they do, I just don't see them dropping out of A tier. Oh. Jacmo, did you put them in B tier? Uh, I had them in C tier, but the more I'm thinking about it, I'd probably consider them going into B. Like mm-hmm. they, you're right; they have incredible melee. They can move over terrain pieces with no problem. Um, I don't all, think they're as durable the as a lot of people right? want. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they're as durable though. Like um, with their eight wounds each. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I feel like if you get hit twice, either from two criticals or from fours, um, mm-hmm. now. I'm not as familiar with Void Dancers, so I might be missing something that puts them over the edge. Uh, but I think there's better models that can do mission actions that are on Eldar that should be higher. Yeah, I I agree. Um, 
I've so played you, on, I've played against them on Into the Dark and they're disgusting. <laughs> if, yeah, I have been, I was talking to Matt recently about Void Dancers. Um, and Matt is a fantastic Void Dance player, Void Dancer. Matthew player. Howell, right? The yeah, yeah. TO for Nova? For Nova, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a monster. He runs them really well. They have some incredible abilities. The, I think they're definitely weaker on Into the Dark than Open. Um, by going forward too, if we have like two people that agree and one that disagrees, let's give the one who disagrees up the floor like Jockmo this time and then make his case. I, I think it's really, so you hear the outside perspective, right? So you, I both, think, you both want to put them in B tier? I'm good with B. Yeah. Because yeah, those I'll things are there. missing are really important. Like the benefits they have. Okay. Domino field. Do you, everyone gets domino field on into the dark, right? <laughs> like everyone gets free domino field. Now, do they need domino field turn two? You're already within six inches. It doesn't do any good. So they just, no, then they have just prismatic fear, sphere, That's whatever it's called. Yeah. And then they That's also the have dance of death where they can just fight twice and just kill your model anyways. Yeah. So they, they still have other um, good tools, but their biggest one that they've used kind of doesn't matter at all in the dark. I'm sure there's exactly. someone that will type in later and be like, actually, uh, <laughs> you know, domino field is still strong on in the dark. Shut up. I don't want facts. <laughs> I already told you. Let's make them a reality. Anyways, like they lose that. And um, their whole flyability is really minimized. You actually use it more to go over models than terrain. Because you can charge over your models and theirs mm-hmm. to tie up back lines. Yeah. But, um, and the three APL is big, though. For opening, like, to um, open, open doors. Open, charge, doors, fight. fight. Yeah, yeah like, true. the three that's APL true. is big. So they definitely have some abilities, but they are soft. Great melee, but they can't take any punches back. Yeah, I think um, they're definitely a swingy team. If you make all your saves, you, know, you, you just can't beat them. It doesn't matter the team that you're playing against them. Yeah. Um, but no, I th- and it, when they're run really well, like obviously, hey, they were in the top 10 at KTO. They were. Um, two of them. There's two in the From top 10. From Joey, I believe. Was yeah, Joey two? and Matt. And Matt. Both of them were top oh, yeah. 10. Yeah, yeah. So I played Joey. I, I fortunately missed Matt at uh, KTO. Um I feel like Talents had a really good matchup into them, so it wasn't a huge concern. Um, but that team, if run really well, can do very good. But it's one of those things, too. One small misstep, the team crumbles. Mm. Um, or a few dice rolls to go against you, you're dead. They have very little flex- Like, they crumble fast because they don't have a lot of wounds. They don't have a lot of bodies. Um, a lot goes wrong very quickly. So I think they're definitely much stronger on open. So for Star Striders, did we talk about them or did we all agree a place to put them? I think we touched on them. I think Jimmy didn't. I I just said they don't have enough melee for me. They're a very difficult team to run on in the dark. Mm -hmm. Um, They can be. Uh, Travis and uh, Ace obviously run them very well. Um, But I think on Into the Dark, it's just a huge, huge uphill battle for them. I think if you put the best players in the world on Star Striders and run them through multiple pure in the dark tournaments, I don't think they'd ever win. So I can't put them in a, okay, well I'll, would you guys put them in B then? Yeah, I think, I think they're good for getting like a lot of objectives. Cause when I play with one of our local friends, James, he plays them well to get objectives and he might do some damage every now and then, but mm-hmm. he's mostly playing to get points and mm-hmm. I could see that being good. But if you get a player who can absolutely shoot them before they can do any of that, then they kind of fall apart. Right, so, like Felgorn to them, Felgorn are going to crush their face in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then Cultist just storm them, and they have more bodies. They just drown them. Um, so go ahead. Let's, let's move on to Hand of the Heart, a Hand of Ar- of the Archon. Now, we've all put them in A or B, right? Um, Giacomo, you put them in B. We both put them in A. I'd love to hear your reason. 
Now, I have played Hand of the Archon against them once, so I almost know none of their tricks, but judging from what I've, my experience in playing them, which, um, again, we were both fairly new to the team when we were either learning or playing them, I didn't think they were very strong, but I'm sure because they're Eldar, there's the tricks they did have when I initially like read into them that could make them better, but I haven't seen them piloted in such a way that showed me that they were A, uh, why are you guys thinking they're A? It's because they're busted. <laughs> they're 100% the better version of Corsairs. Yeah. Really? They are yeah. so good. And they're really good on Into the Dark. Yeah, they're even better on Into the Dark. It's they are so wild. good. Yeah. Um, now, they do need to get some power from Pain Tokens so they can do things like become 3 APL. Ah. Um, but like their blaster, five dice hitting on threes, um, blast two. So it's lethal five with rending. That is yeah. one of the strongest guns in the game when it's under the dark. Yeah. If, so five dice with lethal five and rending three, four, <laughs> like it's so strong and if, you can buff that guy further by, um, they have a model that you pick one of your players and they gain ceaseless or you pick an enemy player and they have to reroll all sixes for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can take that blast and just make it the most insane killing gun in the game. So yeah, when when you when you look at them and you look at what's above them and around them, they can beat Felgors, they can beat mm-hmm. Talons, they can beat Legionaries. We're just going to ignore cultists. Uh, they're pretty good in the vet guard just because of all the bodies. They just power of pain, mm-hmm. steamroll, and every other that- team they go, they go into. They have enough AP, they have enough damage, they have enough movement to get around each of these teams that we have in these things. So if some dice go their way, they can beat cultist. Now I don't think it's a winning matchup, but I think if they played 10 games, like two players of the equal skill play 10 games of cultist versus hand of the archon, hand of the archon will win probably three or four of them. Yeah, I agree. And that might be a little high, maybe two or three, but like they can, they have a chance to win against cultist because with all the bodies that they have multiple blast that are just really strong. Um, I think decent enough melee. I think they might win three out of 10. That's still better than others. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but that's something. And, um, they, they've got strong AP. They've got a bunch of different fun things and the team is complicated enough where most people don't know how to play around them. It's a difficult team to play into. So no, I think they have a lot of like really fast movement when they need it. Did we, Um, uh, did we change your mind? G? Yeah, I mean, initially I was going to put them in B regardless because they're uh, an army that came with an Into the Dark set, so they're mm-hmm. probably good at least somewhat in the format. GW um, doesn't care if they're good or not when fact the box releases. I mean, there's only one, and we're going to get to that team that I don't think was good from the box set. And oh, that's, we'll get that's, to them. They, they have a myriad of issues for it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get there later. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could. Okay, with with some of those abilities, I forgot. Power of Pain can give them three APL and no extra movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, Into the Dark. What is, what is it if not just another game of movement and speed to get a right? So then, me, me and G have both put Vet Guard in A tier, and mm-hmm. Jimmy, you've put them in B tier. So um, I do believe. Have you put them in B tier? Yeah, you put them yes. in B tier. So only, obviously I, they're up there. But I only did that to troll you, Dakota. Oh, of <laughs> So we'll just keep them in A tier. They have a bomb that can go around walls. They kill a lot of stuff. They have a lot of blast and they just have a lot of tools that can deal with all of these teams as well. Now, I think they're a little weaker to breachers. Breachers have always given me difficulties, Um, but I do think that they are still a very solid team uh, on Uh, Into the Dark. I think if you run Vetguard really well, 
you have a good chance of being top eight, top ten. Um, very little chance of winning. Very. I little. could see that. I could see that. There's never two, like, now. By the way, let, and let's just say for all these discussions, we should almost just remove cultists because if if there's well, a good col- player who brings cultists, that's who wins the tournament. <laughs> like yeah. that's right. That's it. Yeah. Um, so aside from that. Um, but there's other, like most other teams, if the cultists were gone, like in the S like, you know, Talons, Felgor, even like legionary, a couple other teams, if there was no cultists, like, yeah, they'd all have a chance of like winning the tournament. And for me, like the other teams, like, you know, the, everyone that I haven't be, I don't think can win that tournament, even without cultists, mm. I don't think they're going to win it. Um, so vet guard has, they have some good stuff. They do have a lot of tools. But then they're okay for horde teams are okay in melee, but they're squishy. They sure are. And I think over the course of four turns, there's a lot of teams that are going to put them to the meat grinder. So moving to, uh, I'm just looking at my list right now. I put Phobos up. Um, where have you guys put Phobos? G, you put Phobos mine in C in C tier. I have mine in A. And you also have yours in A, Jimmy. I do. So, Mr. G, it's time to explain yourself. Gotcha. You are All a right. Phobos player. I am. So, there, the, like some other teams, there's a lot of like little combos you sort of have to figure out. And a lot of the time, they like to do what the Void Dancers like, which is ignore terrain. And there's not a whole lot of terrain to ignore, so that's one of their first skills that kind of goes away because you can't do a whole lot of forward deploying. Um. So that was already kind of one thing that I thought wasn't too great. Now I can understand why people would like them because you can do a lot of smoke grenades and then use the um, non-obscuring. So, you know, a lot of people like to set up non-reciprocal shots and into the dark. Well, now that doesn't matter because you can ignore obscuring. So you can just shoot them anyways. And if you put smoke in the way, they can't shoot you back. So it, it just makes it stronger. So there's absolutely a lot of good things for that. But I feel like some players who pick up the team might not quite know how to run them that way and will more likely put them in C and play them a little worse. Then here's um, the question. If a great player brought them, where would they end up? I'd probably stick them in B. I think that although they are good and they do have those abilities that could help them out, there are just a couple other teams that can knock them out in, in the parts that matter, whether it's overrunning them with bodies or fighting them in combat. Because although they have decent melee, you know, you can bring knives to have four or five damage with a bunch of Reavers, which is pretty good. Um, the Reavers don't have a lethal hit. The The coolest trick they have is getting to do two hits first, yeah. and then, you know, hoping you kill a dude, or if you fight twice and get into combat with two guys, kill two dudes, which is a, a thing that could happen. Um, but some of the higher teams, like the ones we were talking about in S, can survive that. And if not, just like stop them from even doing that. I could move them down to B tier strictly because they are one of the more difficult teams to play on this list. Yeah. I, I still think that they have turn one alpha strike ability. I still think that they have a lot of really good tricks and they're buffed out of their minds right now. They're like Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. Um, <laughs> I'll move them up to B. I, I can see I, them I going to B. Down to B too. All right. Um, cool. A big thing for me with them was their ability to do free mission actions and add on distance is literally exact like a lot of those into the dark boards from your deployment zone you are literally one inch shy of touching objectives on middle rooms and that extra movement with a free mission action is massive on in the dark but you still do have to utilize it perfectly correctly i think they can be played really really strong and they have recon and they have and recon. they have recon 
which is <laughs> yeah, recon, hey, right. take, I always brought sisters on in the dark because of recon. Yeah. It's huge. Um, that like the secondary game is literally what won me the tournament. Um, so they have some really good things with that, but the reason why I'm so eager to drop them down to B is, yeah, you look at those matchups into Talons, Felgor, forget Cultist, like just forget Legionary. Them. Legionary. They are not going to hold up because their melee is okay, but the other teams with good melee are better. And then you look at Commandos and Greenskins that don't have as good a melee, but they have so many more bodies and just a scratch that they're going to win the melee. Like that double strike into just a scratch does nothing. Moving on to Breachers. Um, I put them in A tier as well. Uh, do we all agree that they should stay in A tier or? Yeah, no. Yeah. They're, they're A. Okay, cool. Uh, and then we have, I put Corsairs here and you guys did change that on some of them. I think that they're the worst version of Hand of the Archon, but I think if they're piloted well, they can still do well. I just, I, no. when I think about them, I don't know if they can win events. No, no, they're bad. Um, we had some great people bring them to KTO. Uh-huh. Yeah, Breachers are A tier. Breachers are A tier. Cool. So yep. moving on to Corsairs and the reason why, I mean, they came out in the box. They were really yeah. good to begin with. They've always been good. Uh, they have a lot of AP. They got a lot of bodies there. You have a highly likelihood of doing well at event if you bring them. Uh, moving to Corsairs, I put them in A tier because I I played against them. They, are, uh, they have a light hand where they can open doors for free and then blast you. They can, they can take turning points for free uh like Objectives, mission yeah. actions and stuff like that and they're yeah. really fast what do you guys but think i was several, A-tier. um i have i have miss c Ooh. i think and here's why they can be good and they could beat a lot of these teams but they are so swingy that you will never get through a long tournament consistently winning with this team mm-hmm. you can't okay. like there's so much volatility with this team that if you go five or six rounds, you are going to lose a game. Regardless, even if it's a good matchup, you'll just get some bad rolls. We know this because I don't think anyone plays top 10 with Corsairs, and we had some great players bring them to that tournament. And That's true, but I don't know how 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 much. A lot of, also a lot of players played uh, blooded and they just got, they just got wrecked by the custodes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, that they could that. definitely move down to B. Okay, I'm, just, I'm good with B. I just I don't think they have the ability to win a tournament because of the volatility, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay I'm gonna agree. That sounds pretty I'm, good. I mean, actually. I could move him. I yeah, could move him down to C. Even local legend Rob, you know, he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna take um, hand of the arc. Hand of the arc I mean, they, instead. Hand yeah. of the arc on is, ju- yeah. is just the better the better version of this. Team. It is. The, they can move." They can move, do do something, and then get they can get a free dash. But yeah, in the end, it doesn't matter if they just don't. No, do as which much. which which Eldar Force has the cooler bird though. Mm. Oh, the hand of the archon. I think hand of the a archon. thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. S. They have right a guaranteed there. flip to engage, or they have an indirect attack, or it can do a shot and an indirect attack. Yeah, the model's better. The the crow is cooler. Yeah, I mean, there's no bald eagle, so you know I'm American to my bone. Uh, there's no bald eagle, so you know. What's the UK national bird? Give it to Space Marines. <laughs> Give it to Space <laughs> Marine Scouts. <laughs> what is the UK national bird? UK. It's probably like a perch, like a fish. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to ask uh, Rob. It's the robin. 
Yeah, it would be. Look it would be the Robin. <laughs> this is why they couldn't keep they're, on to the call. They're Robin and we're Batman. There we go. Sorry, yeah, exactly. sorry, UK. Whoa. <laughs> oh, you're, you're never going to get sponsored again. They'll be like, what a guy. Then all of a sudden, like, cut off all ties. He mocked our national bird. I mean, they're just going to know. They just know yeah. at this point, right? Uh, all right. Um, all right. So we're going to move on to D t- B tier. And mm-hmm. we can move some some people up and down. So right now we have cultists, the category of their own. We have mm-hmm. Felgor, Talons, and Legionary and S. In mm-hmm. A tier, we have Greenskins, Commandos. Ooh. One one thing we missed, um, Intercession should probably be... We'll get there. We'll get uh, there. We'll okay. get there. Oh, well, fine. So, <laughs> so um, and we have... Uh, Hand of the Archon, Vet Guard, and Breachers all in A. So B tier. Um, Do you want to start with Intercession since we're talking about it? Sure can. Yeah. So I firmly believe they should be in B tier. And the reason why is I think that they objectively lose to every team that is above them. Um, hands down. Yep. Uh, I think that they're good. I think they're great. And I think that a good pilot can pilot them well. But in an 80-person tournament, or a 40 person into the dark tournament. I just don't see them beating the teams above them. I think they have a winning matchup into Felgor. Agree. You're right. They, they do. They do. But um, I, I don't see them beating custodes. I don't see them beating, beating legionaries. Yeah. Commandos, hand of the archon, vet guard breachers. I mean, they, they have that a chance. One, you just threw that in casually. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, have a, they have a chance, right? But, yeah. In the end, like I, I, know, I bodies, 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 like well, they're great and they're they're fun. They're a lot of fun. I just don't see it. You're lucky you're having me on instead of uh, Robert because he, <laughs> he'd probably say S tier is uh, cultist and intercession, and uh, we have to. He's he's a big fan of intercession. <laughs> there was like, a time. S-tier. There was a time when hey, that was true. you know, he played Pathfinders and he. <laughs> he got you don't bring up that story. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do another episode in the future about Space Marine tier lists. Uh, but for now, I think they're firmly in B. We have to wait for Team Justin Timberlake to come out. Yeah. You're right. We have to wait for Team Justin Timberlake for that yeah, soon. Yeah. All right. So, okay. I did put them in A. You've made a very strong case. I agree with B. I right. think they're a very strong team. They give a lot of hard matchups. But to win the whole thing, there are too many difficult matchups for them. Yes. I agree. But they are fun for people who are getting into the game and want to have a good time yeah. at a tournament. Ooh, but that oh, is yeah. a great point. If you're, let's say you're showing up to this event and you're like, I haven't played much into the dark or I'm new to tournaments. Intercession is probably the team to bring. They are going to, they are going to definitely be where you will place highest. They are right. a good enough team where you will win probably 50% of your yeah. matches or close to, and that's just being new. Exactly. Like if you want to show up, be able to do the mission well, be able to kill well, be durable, like nothing the best, but do good at shooting, melee, everything decently. That's your team. Um, Show up, have fun, you know, get a couple wins, have a great event and enjoy yourself. That's the team. Because I think everyone wants to go like if you're newer, you just don't want to go like, oh, and six. Right. Yeah. Um, And someone probably will. But like. You just like, that's what you want to avoid. You want to have a win or two. You want to have fun. Intercession is your best shot at that. If yeah. you aren't as experienced, that's the team to play. No question. Moving to blooded. Um, they had this rise on the back of Chris Baki. They rose into the, into the air and then they, they Fell. bled out and died. Um, they, I still don't think they're very good. Uh, I think that they're okay. I know there was what, 
One was there one or two blooded players that went to uh, I, KT? I played two of them, um, but there was so, I think there was more. Uh, there was Nick, who's great, and then obviously Baki, who's the best. Like if yeah. you're a blooded player, you're a blooded, blooded player because of Chris Baki. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. he inspired you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're a great team. It was not hard. I mean, at least with the team I brought, it was not hard to deal with them. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, you played talents. I mean, you only have to kill. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> seven of them to get half. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think currently they, I, if anything, they deserve to be in B. I mean, I think B is rating them highly. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they could, Bottom of B, they top could. Of C. Yeah, yeah. Bottom of B. I would still keep them in C just like, I think there's confusion with the team. Sometimes, sometimes people think, is this a melee team? Is this a shooting team? They're a melee team that has a couple good shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, the thing is, it's hard for me to put them in C just because the teams in C are just objectively worse than them. Right. Well, also, sense. it's a team with a lot of bodies that does the mission well, right? Okay. So, okay. That's a good point. Like, so yeah, I'm good with bottom of B. Okay. I can do bottom um, of B. I put B. them on C, so I will concede. Okay. Um, there you go. Moving to Crute, uh, uh, the, the stereotypical thing that everyone says about Crute uh, is that Crute. The the far stalker kin band they they are too dice dependent to win any tournament and any format. Um, they swing too hard in any direction. So just based on how they function as a team, I don't think I could put them up above B. What do you guys think? I'm in agreement. I had misput them in A. That was on me. Okay. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of bodies. They have a good way to get secondaries, but they will not survive on a pure into the dark um, tournament. Biggest reason why is they do both shooting and melee good. Not great, good. What they can do is they're great when you have a a mixed tournament and you go into a variety of teams and you're going to be like, hey, this team, I can't outshoot them. So I'm going to focus on melee. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to fight them. Or if they're good at melee, you're like, I'm going to go and shoot them, right? Like if the, mm-hmm. you can find a way to deal with it. Into the dark, it all turns to melee. Eventually, like you yes. need to rely to melee. And they are do not have the melee to compete against the top teams. And the, they're going to be everywhere. Like when you go to the all into the dark tournaments, it's no surprise. You come into a bunch of legionary. There's a bunch of like strong melee teams. And like they're going to be Felgor. There's going to be all these other, like even other than cultists. And they just cannot deal with those good teams. Yeah. Um, they don't. They they don't have a way to switch around it. Moving moving to f- f- higher tech circle. Higher tech circle. I don't have a lot of familiarity with. Uh, we've done some podcasts on them. I've seen them played. They've never been extremely exciting to watch or in general. Like I've I've just never really found the team like super super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never seen them play place well. So, uh, what do you guys, do you think they deserve to be B or A or C? B. Yeah. They're durable and they're like, um, um, I can reanimation protocol is just a little more annoying to be like, ah, I thought I got rid of them. It's like, nah, not really. So I'm still here and I can do it for another turn. Just, it's kind of like the, it's like the Felgor thing. Yeah. They're a little slower, but the Felgor have the same thing. It's like, ah, I thought I killed that Felgor. Eh, not really. Um, so they, they have that little annoying thing, but not enough to be like, you're going to win a tournament, but enough to be like, Haha. you know, and unexperienced players I mean, are going to do better than them. They have a lot of blast. They're slow. They do have turn one alpha strike capability on open, not on into the dark. 
Um, I think that they're like, you know, I think Shane from command point told me that, uh, eventually they're, they're going to be probably pretty decent into cultists. Once cult, once cultists kind of gets toned, toned down, like I could see they got one of the better matchups, anything with a lot of blast. Right. So we're looking at commandos, vet guard, higher tech, you know, Kasserkin, these teams are all going to be good into cultists eventually. Um, mm-hmm. depending, well, it depends on what they do, but yeah, higher tech. I just don't, they don't have enough melee to, to do anything. That's like super crazy. So we all agree that they should just remain B. Um, I, I put Ooh. them at B and I almost feel like they've got a lot of strong things. They could go down to C, but here's the biggest thing that is the big unknown. We haven't seen someone run them to their potential yet. Agreed. Like blooded, we know the best they can do because we've seen someone run them the best they can. We haven't seen that with higher tech yet. But do we and know why? Is because there's objectively better teams, and that's why true. that's why they won't be played to their highest but potential. There was objectively better teams when Baki ran blooded. So, and like, if someone yeah. really commits and really learns this team, we'll find out what their ceiling is. Yeah. We don't know. They they could be maybe bottom of eight. They have some really interesting tools. They've got some really cool things. They could be even the best that are run on a full end of the dark tournament. They may not even be able to break, you know, 50-50. It's really hard to know. Exactly. I think he's a safe bet. But I don't think we I think it's an unknown team. We because and here's the thing, like there's other teams that even if we don't see people on their potential, we have a general idea. They're a very tricky team that's very different. They have so much um, versatility, so much um, variability. It's really hard to know. Like you, you read it on paper and it does not uh, just translate very well. So this team could be much better than we think they are. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. Exactly. They very well could be. I'm very mystified on them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to Kasserkin. I have them in B. Um, yeah. I think that they're good. I think they are. I think they can be very good. Mm-hmm. They have a lot mm-hmm. of rerolls. Do we all agree they just stay B? Yeah, not, like their box not a lot of rerolls. They have some rerolls. They have the ability to manipulate re-rolls. dice. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dice. They've got yes. a lot of elite points. Um, what's tough is with their four ballistic going on guard, they hit on fives. Yeah. And that's, that's tough. It's really hard to, uh, it, it creates a lot of variability because mm-hmm. statistically you're not going to do great hitting on fives. But I mean, they're good. And They've got okay melee to balance out their really good shooting. Yeah, they uh, also have one of the best comms in the game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No line of sight needed. Buff two guys. Um, no, they have some really strong strength that work really well. Um, one of the downside is like all their ploys have weird caveats to it that you mm-hmm. always have to keep in mind. It's weird stuff. Like each and every one of their ploys. Super weird. So it makes the game weird. Um but they can do very well, but they're going to have a really hard time. I think B, I think B is perfect for them. They mm-hmm. got some great potential. Yeah. They, they, they could win a tournament if they're played like really, really well. And you're probably going to go positive. I think very unlikely, but they could be top 10. I think yeah. B is if you run them well, you can be top eight or top 10 on a big tournament. I could see. I that. think they, I think they could get there. So my biggest question in, in B tier before we move on to my C tier uh, is um, Hunter Clade. I think they could be a, uh, they could, they're definitely a strong B. I think they're I was just on the fence too. I my think argument, uh-huh. no blast and no indirect. Oof. 
no blast makes it really tough for some of those top teams. Well, yeah, going into, you know, the C word. <clears throat> yep. Um, yeah. Those, those who shall not be named. Um, or even Felgor or Breachers. Like, I mean, Blast isn't great against Breachers anyways. Right, because um, Void Armor, so. Yeah, going into Inquisition, going into a lot of these teams, it's one-for-one one kills. You're never going to get group kills. They could beat a lot of A-tier. I just don't see them beating S-tier. And I think the, the difference is with A-tier, I can see them beating S-tier. But I, yeah, I think they probably deserve a strong B rating, maybe yeah. B+. Plus. That, okay, I could see them going to B for that. If they had any Blast, I could see them going to A. But yeah, yeah I think uh, I the think they, of... they're capped at B just because they like you. If you can provide the threat of blast, even if you never use it, then you have this thing they have to work around the other team, and they can't like clump or whatever. But um, without blast, it's easy just to stack models to block doorways and put key models behind them that you just can't reach now because you can't charge past. I don't know. There's lots of little things you can do. Um, it it's an important thing. If they had blast, it would change the team a lot. Moving to um, C tier, let's talk about the newest team, Inquisition. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, I don't know. I definitely think they could, they could be A tier. They could be B tier, yeah. but uh, I haven't seen enough out of them, and I just don't know if they're good enough to to win to do anything. They're also very difficult. They're going to be probably one of the hardest teams. They have the easiest nope ability, but uh-huh. they are an extremely hard team to pilot. Probably one of the more harder teams on this and out of all of kill team. Right. And I don't know if I said this earlier, I don't know if it'll make it or if it'll get cut, but I think we're going to watch the inquisition uh, win rate slowly drop over time as people learn to deal with them. And right now the people running them are good experienced players that know how to run them well. And they're running them into people that don't know them. So they have a lot of a lot of advantage on their side. I think a lot of teams can deal with Inquisition. They have a lot of bodies, a lot of GA2. They can do the mission well, but they are very squishy, and it's very hard for them to get around that. And um, they could beat a lot of the power armor stuff, but I just yep, I see they, them just losing to Hand of the Archon and mm-hmm. you know commandos, breachers, yeah. those kinds of stuff. And they can do well, but like I do not think they're Aeon pure into the dark. They have some good options that they may be able to rely on that to help them out on open, but on pure into the dark, the top melee teams are just going to close in on them and just cut them apart. So moving on to path, I on C tier, I put pathfinders. I know a lot of people put them in D tier and I'll explain my reasonings why I put them into C tier. They are very fast. They can steal the objective. Their guns kill models, no matter what, if they get a shot off, they're going to kill models. Uh, with overwatch, if you overwatch with multiple people into a singular room, you're not going to want to go into that room. If there's four towel people on overwatch, right? you know, know, you're just not going to want to, uh, it's like, okay, I only need to hit with fives. Okay. I hit once and I do five damage or, or four damage, you know, like they, while I don't know if they can win a tournament, I think they could easily click off wins. Most of the teams above them. I just don't think they're standard enough i mean they have recon they're fast yeah you know if you roll good you're gonna win that's they're obviously they're not as good on into the dark but they can be run well enough bodies they got re-rolls they've got a lot of damage they can shoot into melee um they have no melee at all though there's just like like almost none yeah like the shasu guy with the yeah 
ceremonial knife. If you, if you even want to call that melee, like I mean, you're not supposed to take it out of the case, and that's that's what you should do. Just leave it in the case. Yep. I mean, it's for, it's for ceremonies for a reason, right? Um, <laughs> but no, like, but they, it it's an uphill battle for them. But top players can do well. Yeah. Um, like Austin took them to KTO. I think he had one loss and one tie um, mm-hmm. out of eight games. It's not so bad. that's it's not bad at all. And I think he uh, finished top of the third bracket. So the first day, like, a, I think it was the loss and tie were on the first day, um, which is what dropped him way down because you have to be perfect on day yeah, one. Yeah, and then he won every game day two. Yeah, so, like, it's it's really, like, they can do well. well. Like, I mean, they just, they literally nuke any team that has eight wounds. It doesn't matter. They just have to right. hit twice. They can walk yeah. into a room, suicide a model. They have, four, they have, like, up to 13 guys. They can just literally, you can suicide somebody. One for one trade is good for them. And that, that's the problem. Uh, that's why they're good, I should say. So are we agreements that they stay in C? Stay in C. Cool. Yep. I, I then put craft worlds in C because I think they're better than D and fail. I think that they're pretty okay. Yeah. Um, I've seen take, them played well. You can take them recon. I don't think a lot of people play them very well or play them enough. Uh, I think they're also good with, I think they're a harder team to pilot, but. I don't, I, I think that they're pretty decent uh, in Into the Dark. What do you guys think? Um, if Rob was, Robert was if here. Rob was playing that. Um, he would probably be, he'd be, he'd just get up and leave. He'd hear a seat here and he'd just like, I'm going home. It's not even you a good podcast. Um, <laughs> but he'd also would say like, they probably can't win. Uh, yeah. He would actually probably be more of an advocate of the Greenskins. Um, Craft World do really well. They're better on open than Into the Dark. But they're good, and they can have a winning record. They're still going to lose to intercession. I think, C, I think C is fine. Yeah, they're um, going to lose to intercession. There's just too many hard counters no. with teams above them that, like, they're going to beat a lot of teams. Like a I, lot of teams, they're good into. But no, nah, not not a lot. Not not the <laughs> lot that you're going to see at into the dark tournaments. True, right? All the teams they're afraid of are the teams you see most common. They hate legionary. They hate intercession. They hate like you know good elite teams. Um, yeah, no, I, I just don't, I think they're going to struggle the most on a pure, on a pure into the dark tournament. I just don't think you take them. Like if you like compendium, if you, there's so many other things to take, there's just no reason to take craft world. So moving so C on to at best. All right. Moving on to novitiates. We, I put them in C, um, they could be D. I think that they're good, but I haven't seen them done very well. I don't see them very much. I, I, I don't think so at all. But I think we're seeing a resurgence of their win rate because everyone kind of forgot about them and moved on. And now they're coming back. A lot of people are being caught by their tricks again. And they have some, they have some good ability. They have some good melee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the best melee. They can turn off shooting. There's good flamers, good, good flamers, great flamers, um, really great flamers. They've got some fun stuff. Um, they can be run really well. Um, their faith points are better than elite points. You don't get as many of them. Um, and it's really easy to use the, the cup lady to just stay in one of the back objectives and just generate points, keep her super safe, generate tons of faith points. I think they can be run really well. No one's really trying them. So we don't know. Like, I don't think anyone brought them to KTO. Like everyone kind of moved on from the, the competitive series. So now the few people bringing them back are having a lot of success with them. Yeah, theoretically um, they could be okay. That's why I, yeah. I, I 
I have no idea. I think I put, yeah, them, I put them a little bit higher. I'm fine with putting them in mid C. Um, I think they have the ability to do be a B team, but like B is really like the best they could do. Yeah, I don't okay. think they're going to have a chance of winning. Um, not yeah, no chance of winning. The of question people is, people said that about talents, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like, so for me, B tiers, once again, like you have to have a realistic chance of being top 10 on a big tournament. Um, yeah. And they have maybe a great player bringing them might be able to get top 10, but I think it's really kind of unlikely. I think C is like, Hey, I want, I'm going for 50, 50, right? Like I'm just, I want to get a few wins. I want to have fun. Uh, I'm not trying to win the thing. Um, so I think they're more C moving to uh, exaction squad, uh, exaction squad. These guys are, they are, they just got buffed. They're a lot better, mm-hmm. but again, I don't see them beating Geller Pox. I don't see them beating some of these other like horde teams. Um, I think I, their I think, their think their matchup into uh-huh. intercession is still a little sus. So, yeah, I'm going to keep think... him in low B regardless because I still think they do okay in hordes, and some of the top stuff is a little hordy. But you're right. They the only cool elite ability they have is the P1 in the combat when they're shooting, and that because they go for the headshot. That's like it. So you're right about that. They're probably not going to beat the elite teams, but I think they'll do pretty well against most of your other guys because they still got the ability to arrest dudes and mm-hmm. stop them from doing less than seven. I mean, they can't even arrest their own guys. Yeah, and 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 Casterkin uh, with the buff, kind of like all right. So you know they're not going to be Casterkin probably. They can arrest elves, or no, they can't even arrest elves. They can arrest Vetguard and Blooded, and that's about it. Oh shoot! Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they don't. Uh, can they, they can arrest some of um some of uh, cultists Hunter Clade, right? I mean, they can, but they can also arrest one model, yeah. <laughs> one model, right? <laughs> the thing is, the arresting is kind of a distraction. Like, yeah, more than anything else, more, maybe just to turn off one key guy, if that. Right. Yeah, you get it. You lock him in melee, and then you shoot him. Right. Would you uh, guys like to hear the hot take for the evening? Sure. Sure. I, I put them in C tier just because I like to uh, not say crazy, outlandish things. Okay. Um, I think they're A tier. It's the wow. shield, isn't it? It is the shields. I knew it. I That's think they have some strong, strong, and with the, the recent buff they got, um, which is not a lot, but I think they have some strong play into some of the best teams. Like, I think they've got strong play into cultists. Into Felgor. Um, into Felgor. I think they have a yeah. really strong play into Felgor. There are four shield guys they take. Can always Do they fight beat first. Talons? No. I think I, uh, it's hard to say. I don't think say. so. Do I they think beat Legionary? Of I all don't the think so. Teams, I think I think Talons is their hardest. I think they can beat Legionary. Okay, so? do they do okay. they beat Hand of the Archon? Um, I mean, it is their opposite box set, right? It's look. I don't know. Here's the thing. The reason why I didn't put them in A tier uh-huh. is because I haven't played it out. I've okay. only theory hammered. I've got to play some games. I've got to put them on the board. But they've got some strong things. Like um, they can turn off rerolls, which is massive. Some of the best teams, like Felgor and Cultist, rely on their rerolls. Um, and they can that you can give equipment points for one equipment point. You can just turn off rerolls uh, for shooting within six inches and all melee on certain models and any model within like four inches of the model that has that equipment point. All right, so let's let's move them to B. So yeah, like they have their their melee guys fight first, double parry. You can guarantee one. Re- you have four attacks and you get one reroll whether you charge or they charge you, and it's four four damage. Like, and they have eight wounds now. That extra wound is huge. So they will survive 
almost every team. That fight first and being able to like legitimately fight or double parry first is there are not many melee models in the game that are we're, strong we're gonna make this a spicy video and we're gonna put them in oh, yeah, tier, let's do and then ev- everyone's gonna look at it and be like what why yeah. it's like and now you guys yeah. know why and so we're that, we're gonna yeah. defer to the expert of jimmy Ooh, and his theory crazy. his theory crafting because his theory crafting did take talons and win kto <laughs> they're that's, gonna end up being so horrible and everyone's gonna be like this just shows how jimmy's a moron like we've just <laughs> proven it what an idiot this guy is he thought that team was good no i I would love to see someone take them to um, hammer a breath. Maybe it'll be me. I don't know. And just yeah, cool. really do well. Yeah, um, that would be exciting. Yeah, it'd be fun. Now, the thing is, the the really good teams out there, like it's. I think it's a razor's edge if they have a chance to win that. Let's move on to Death Guard. I know they're slow, um, but they're still super tanky, and mm-hmm. they don't die. I think that's one of the reasons why I still keep them in C tier, is I don't. I think that they're still pretty good. But I don't mm-hmm. think that they're going to win an event. What do you guys think? I think they're too slow. Are you? Do you think that they should stay in C, or do you? Th- do you are you trying to drop them to D? Uh, I mean, I put them in my fail category because I just think they're too slow. Uh huh. They have um, the bell that gives them the extra movement. They sure. Um, but once you start spreading out, now your bell's not there. Yeah, that's true. And that, that's um, just a that's a personal thing. Sure, there's probably other abilities that put them a little higher, but just just that alone for me is am out. You know, I. I I would love to see someone really, you know, bring that team hard. I think they have some, it'd be really cool to see. I don't think they have what it takes. The movement's the biggest factor and it's tough. There's only six models, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's too tough. Um, but if you make those feel no pains, then it's just a team that won't ever die. Yes. And by the turn four, you'll just be there just plowing through everyone. So, so C, C or D? I'm going to um, D. Wherever you want to put them. I don't yeah, even think it matters. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. yeah, they can't, they can't win it. They can't even do top 10 realistically, but I mean, what do I know? Maybe they can. I, I think they have too many struggles. No them one, and sisters, no one can a tier right now, you know? So out of we'll, we'll, we'll speed run through D tier. Um, Warp Coven objectively are not good on that, that good on into the dark. Uh, yeah. We have scions who could be C tier, but why would you bring Scions when you could just bring Vetguard? Three of or Kasserkin. I mean, yeah, for yeah. both reasons. <laughs> L- literally, there, there's two teams that do it better. Um, they have three at Ballista skill, but I mean, there's a reason. Movement. There's mm-hmm. a reason why Scions have never won. Yeah, even even with their ability to take any archetype, like why does that matter? You're just going to take the good ones anyways. So yeah, right. yeah. no, no, it's um, yeah, bottom. There's Team- there's reasons, but I don't. They're not good enough reasons. No, I, I, I mean, I'd even consider them D or fail I mean, as well. I mean, you, you, no, nah, I don't think that they'll fail. Hey, I, think, I like C, at least C, because you can at least play them and have a good time because they can shoot. All right. I brought um, yeah. Compendium Guard to a tournament recently, and that was the one tournament this year I did not do very well at. So I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm happy to blame the team and not myself. So 50 50. Yeah, I, I objectively, they, they look great on paper, uh, the Compendium Guard, um, but they're not good. So, I wouldn't play them. Um, if you're looking to do well, if you're looking to have fun, do what you want. Or if you yeah. own the models. Yeah. And just yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, Tyranids, I think that they can be good. They can be okay. But again, I don't see them doing super hot. I think that like the gene stealers and stuff, they're all right. Uh, they're what do you guys think? Good, they're fast with good melee. 
So on paper, they should be okay. But all the other teams with good melee just ruin them. Or even so, anyone with like a blaster torrent that don't have to worry too much and just doing little extra damage yeah. just kind of mess them up. So no, I D D tier D. So Hathakin and Warp Coven are our only bespoke teams below C tier. Um, oh, do you guys have do you, the what? Oh yeah, Wormblade too. But they're and in Wormblade. Fail. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Wormblade should be in fail too. They they are bottom, absolute bottom tier. Oh yeah, you think so? What about you, G? What do you think? The only thing that makes them a little better is they have an extra inch of movement now. Yeah, <laughs> they can. They can I'll, put them, I'll put them in I, in fail tier. Then. We have a local friend who we play with in a bunch of Into the Dark, and every time it's a struggle because they move four inches, and oh, yeah. uh, you think they'd be good with their shooting because they are. That's but the Franz, problem right? is they yes, Mr. Franz, but they never get a chance to shoot where I either yeah. like have waited to sort of expect them to be stuck in a room and like, cool, if you want to just be stuck in a room the whole game, I'm going to go play the rest of the mission. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see Franz bring them and prove us all wrong at Hammer of Wrath. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they're D tier at best in into the dark until they get another buff. When they get another buff, I could see them popping up to be, you know, like, it's very well could happen. Yeah, they have the shooting to do it. I yeah. legitimately think I could play 20 t- games with this team, learn them as good as they could be run, show up to a tournament and go. Oh, and six. And like, and not even play good teams. Emperor like, almighty. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and like, I would, yeah. If I got one win, I'd be like, go me. I did something right. So like, I don't know. I just, I don't have any hope or faith. in so, Motan. Jimmy, I know that you put demons in a tier. I have to disagree. Uh-huh. I cannot put them there. Giacomo, uh, I put them in D tier just because I, mean, I think F tier for them. That's fine. No, I don't think they're F tier at all. I think they okay, could I, I easily. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was think... mean a salty bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that they could be D tier. I think they could be C tier. I just don't. I don't see them beating. Geller Pox. I don't see them beating Void Dancers. I don't see them beating some of these staple teams that are really popular in the meta. I they they can, right? But there's also no champions out there unless if Orion is gonna try and take the, yeah. the demon Orion, throne. Sh- Orion, it's all about Alex team. taking demons. And that by the way, <laughs> that was a mixed tournament, I believe, and they are definitely weaker on open. They are way stronger on into the dark. Because if mm. you can keep those melee models safe, those blood letters are great at melee. So the at least C tier. Yeah, you've okay. convinced I mean, me to move them to C. I can convince you. Yeah. I don't expect anyone to take them seriously as an A tier team, but for pure into the dark, they've got some strong options that I think people. I think they're an overlooked team. Like if you want to talk about sleeper teams, like I think Arbides might be a sleeper. I think Demons are a sleeper. Um, those are fun teams if you want to surprise people. Here's, here, here's, the, here's the here's uh, the 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 screenshot. Yeah, release, we'll yeah there Just we go. Release that. <laughs> put our beanies with them. Put our, put our and demons up in S and then we'll just lose all credibility. Just yeah. all instantly gone. Um, no, I think those are both two sleeper teams. Doesn't mean they're going to do great. I think they could do good. Um, I think they have a lot of potential. So, but, yeah. Moving to Drukari. Uh, Drukari are great. They are good into a lot of matchups. 
They can be piloted well. The problem is Hand of the Archon is the better version and Corsairs are also the better version. Um, I just don't see them ever. I like you, like you could take them and maybe you win a game. Maybe you win two, but like ultimately I don't see them doing super well at it all into the dark. Um, you know, GW started off by being like, Hey, when we give you white dwarf teams, you're supposed to remove the other teams. And they gave us examples once. And then I think they forgot they told us that and they just stopped doing that. But like, <laughs> I, I think comrades are just supposed to be gone now. And they, yeah. like, GW was like, Hey, should we tell them? Like, they'll figure it out. Like, <laughs> nah, I know they won't. <laughs> like, no, we, we don't figure anything out. We, we're children. We need to be told every little thing to do. Well, that's why we're playing with um, toys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're playing toys and we fight about it a lot. So, uh, <laughs> no, I don't think they're supposed to be in the game anymore. I, there's no legitimate reason to have comrades when you have Hand of the Archon. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could be like, oh, I want to play Weiches or I want to play Cabalites. Oh, well, you know, that could yeah. be an interesting. I uh, know, not really. I'm kidding. No, I, I played <laughs> against them. <laughs> but I don't get to, so they don't get their, their Weiches. So. I played Kellen with them, and Kellen's a great player, and I just beat him just because the team wasn't as good, right? He should have beat me, yeah. but I, you know, I just. They, he was playing a compendium team and I was playing bet guard. So, you yeah. know, it is what it is. So when we go to the fail tier, which is the final tier, we have a compendium. We have all the compendiums. We have compendium sisters, tactical Marine scouts, uh, intercession, um, death watch, Necrons, gray Knights, uh, all compendium Tau. I think I said them twice. And finally we have, Wormblade. Now, I think Wormblade can be piloted to maybe a C tier team. Nope. <laughs> I don't think. But so. I think nope. I think they're awful on Into the Dark. The best Wormblade player I know, and I only know one of them. So let's just uh, throw that out. I, I know two. I know two. What about Janice? Janice. Janice. Uh, well, Janice. Even she kind of bailed on that team. She's yeah. been playing Intercession. She's and moved on to better things. Right. She's <laughs> having a good time playing Intercession. Choices. Yeah. But yeah, like the. Uh, the best of the two Wormblade players I know won't even play if there's Into the Dark. He's like, if he sees Into the Dark, he's like, I'm going to stay home. You, you guys have fun. Like, not even if it's full Into the Dark. Like, oh, we'll just do one round in there. He's like, I'm going to stay home. I'm not even going to show up. The, like, the, You're talking about Anthony, the champion of the Wormblade on the West Coast, right? Um, I believe, yes. 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 I don't know if he wants to be outed for being uh, terrified of Into the Dark. He's not anymore because <laughs> he's moved on to better teams. But... Uh, no, you don't play Wormblade on End of the Dark. You just don't do it. Every yes. every single tool they have is needed on turn one. Their turn one flip, meaningless. Um, they're hiding, ruined. I mean, they have a lot of splash, and they have good good melee operatives on Into the Dark, right? And they can they ab- ignore obscurity, right? Yeah, they the, like, they're right. writhing ingress, <laughs> worthless. Can't use it. Like, every single... They have zero. They have nada. Yeah, so, I, I firmly agree that they are probably in fails here. They can yeah. probably take a couple games and you can probably win a couple of games in D tier. I mean, Janice did take them and she she finished in, uh, in you know, under the top 30 at, at uh, KTO. I think that they are they are they are OK, right? Think about that. She is consistently a top eight player. Yeah, like she consistently will get in the top, even if she doesn't always win. She wins tournaments, but like. When she shows up, whatever faction she brings is like, she'll be a top eight, top 10 finisher. She was the top, uh, one of the finisher, right? 
I think she was. Well, yeah, she was the top Wormblade finisher. And, yeah. and I'm not trying to, I, obviously, I'm not trying to throw shade on Janice. Like, she's an amazing player. They are, like, they're a difficult team. Like, I think you have more chance of getting a win with Wormblade than Votan, um, which, once again, I don't think it's possible, unless the other player just forgets to show up or he, he eats Popeye's chicken sandwiches and, <laughs> and, match and you win by default the two sweetest words ever. So I don't know. I just don't think either of those teams have any real hope of competitively doing well and all into the dark. Okay. One question real quick for the Uh failed tier. Uh, Which of the generic space Marine faction do you think is the best in into the dark? Uh, Either from my opinion would either be scouts or death watch. Yeah, I think so too. I still think scouts are okay. Uh, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, just because you get so many more bodies and you're, you're just better at certain things. And I think death yeah. watch death watch are actually plasma, good in, in plasma, mech in, teams. Yeah. They are good into to intercession. They're okay into legionaries. They just lose to everything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having, having 11 wounds sucks. Like just six, getting just rocked six on six games, you know, cool. Like let's go. But like the second you add 10 models, they're like, wait. You mean if I move my plasma out and I shoot your guy and I kill your guy and then he's like, yeah, then I'm going to trade one for one. and Which is a horrible trade. <laughs> which is bad. <laughs> if you trade one for one with intercession, you're doing great. You're feeling great. But yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> where do you guys think? So let's let's do some some theory crafting. Where is Justin Timberlake's team coming out on this map? B tier right now. What just happened? Where, what are we talking? Justin Timberlake? Did I, just, I team, uh, team Justine. Oh. Team which Justine, is, which is not new, even out yet. The new Space Marine Heroes oh, oh, oh. Uh, okay. team coming out. They I have the you. they have a captain. They have uh, the Eliminator. They have like two intercessors, two assault intercessors, and a heavy intercessor. I think that's yeah. their composition. I don't like thinking, so I haven't even considered teams that have. You guys are way too. I'm going like, to be Hopium you're going hard on this. Like you're Hopium going A factoring teams that don't exist yet. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, Hopium A tier. Next season, uh, Striking Scorpions, S tier. S tier. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Eldrad. Exodite. Exodite B tier. Exodite B tier. Apparently, and GW now releases teams that are either Votan or Cultist. It's like, <laughs> let's make them so unplayable that people just read the rules and like have an aneurysm out of rage. Or everyone else who doesn't play them has an aneurysm I'm, out of rage. Like I, 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 I'm <laughs> pretty sure that happened with Felgor and then cultists everyone was just primed for it you know yeah i think cultist <laughs> is a uh punishment for all of us for not trusting gw like i think everyone complained so hard gw is like oh yeah you want to see a bad team hold my beer whatever british people drink for beer hold my tea like i'll give you a bad team <laughs> hold my pint <laughs> yeah yeah hold my pint uh yeah and then the, yeah they brought out cultists and they're like you know what we're gonna give them 12 models no fuck them give them 15 <laughs> like well you're gonna adjust this right we have a data slate nah i was going to they still complain until they learn their lesson they get cultists 15 models no five will feel no pains like, what about their flamer make him ridiculous give him like a hundred damage and he and oh it turn off uh he gets to reduce damage for him and everyone within four inches it's just like this went crazy they're like you know there's they just saw all the videos and like these ungrateful bastards i gave them a great game they're gonna complain about goats that's it and like they just lost their minds and they gave they're, us cultists they're, they're like they're like the uh they're like hobbits from lord of the rings they're like oh first breakfast and second breakfast but instead it's like first 
first broken kill team, second broken kill team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like I'll, I'll go old school with it or uh, old Testament with it. Like uh, God takes the Israelites out of Egypt and they complained and he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't like me saving you from Egypt 40 years in the desert. Literally <laughs> that. Literally that. <laughs> yeah. So you know, he's like, Oh, you don't know play about Three months of cultist. Yeah. I could fix it. I could. Yeah. Three months. And that's like four or five months. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we're yeah, going like, to be waiting a little longer. Like, Oh, all the golden ticket events. Yeah. Cultist. How do you like it now? Maybe watch your mouth. How about that? Like I think Maybe that's by the teams and, and speed build and speed paint them so you can win tournaments. Yeah, exactly. So, that's what speed paint for. So, so I think that's what GW did to us. I'm going to put space Marines, the new Primaris Marine scouts in a tier. <sighs> yeah. Cause I think they're going to be good. And then, uh, if we get new gene stealers and new terminators, I'll probably put them both in a tier. Give, give them a light a I'm feeling a light a. <laughs> like a lowercase uh, if if anyone out there has been to uh full into the dark tournaments uh <laughs> let us know your experience what you guys thought um i know spain is a really big fan of into the dark tournaments so it'd be interesting to hear from any of you um and then you know, let us know if you think we got our tier list right or, or how wrong we are. Yeah. Yeah. Let, they're going to be like, you, why do you let that Jimmy guy on? Like <laughs> is it demons and our What the hell? Like <laughs> we're going to um, put, put our feet to the flames, you know? Exactly. But Hey, all into the dark tournaments, I think are a great time to see dark horse, um, uh, unknowns rise to the surface. So I, my guess is if someone, if people show up with them, I think our or demons could do really well. I'd love to see that sleep, those sleeper teams do well. Um, or maybe I want you guys to take them. So I just do better and beat you. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's all just, I'm messing with you. I don't, I have no idea. We'll see if, if they do terrible. I'll just pretend I was messing with you from the beginning and I wasn't sincere. So that's, <laughs> nice. That's my nice. Man, Imperial garden must've really hurt you. <laughs> it did. Exactly. <laughs> I hate it so much. But yeah. No. Yeah. I'm I'm I mean, we all have to remember that when we're going to these tournaments, whether you play an all open tournament, a mixed format, or an all into the dark, all of these are super valid ways to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um and to to be competitive, you always want to try to be pretty decent at any any given any given one. So mm-hmm. um Excited to see Hammer of Wrath, what's going to happen. Even more excited for the All Valley. And uh, yeah, I I look forward to seeing everyone else and, you know. Well, Dakota, I have a two-part question for you. Yeah, man, what's Uh up? Will you ban Cultist from the event? And if so, uh, and when you do, uh, what excuse (laughs) will you give? (laughs) Um, I'm probably not going to ban Colts. I've debated it. I've put it over in my mind multiple times. Okay. Um, I'd like a refund for my ticket, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unrelated. um, The, the, the reason why, I mean, now here's the thing. If they win Tacoma and they win that, that's a 64 person tournament. Uh um, We very well may that's happening. What this weekend, like this, Mm -hmm. this, this podcast is going to air after we know what happens at Tacoma. Mm -hmm. Um, If they win Tacoma, then I very well may think about it again. Um, I, I think that like three big golden, uh, golden ticket war, uh, th- well, three majors in general in a row is 
absolutely telling. They've won two big yeah. majors already. Um, I guess they're not like super big, but they are golden tickets, right? So mm-hmm. I think that if they win it again um, and nothing happens by the time before two weeks out of Hammer of Wrath, I'll have a steadfast answer. Uh, I mean, we're going to have a SummerSlam. We're going to have our doubles tournament. We're going to have Tacoma. We're going to have multiple other tournaments to look over and look at statistically. And if they just continually dominate every mm-hmm. single thing, then maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I have to just to make sure that, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a funner time for everyone, but I would also feel bad for everyone who's gone out there, bought the team because maybe it's not that they want to win. Maybe they just think the team is fun. They are, no, they're amazing, they're amazing, they're amazing concepts, right? Like the, the team itself is an amazing concept. It's so interesting. It's so fascinating. I think it's going to be really healthy for the game once it gets tuned correctly. Hmm. Um, I think you're too nice. I think anyone who's gone out and uh, built cultists and takes them to a tournament is a bad person and they like to kick puppies. I'm so, pretty sure you should not let Ezekiel listen to this podcast. I will not even tell him it exists. Yeah, my, <laughs> my son wants cultists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Man, you're har- harboring no, uh, the, the, <laughs> the destroyer yeah, yeah. of guilty. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, hey, if, if you're in San Diego and want to come to SummerSlam and make enemies, bring cultists, show up, and we will all hate you together. It'll be fun. Uh, I think... I th- but here's the thing, right? Like, we talked about this in our last podcast. There... Mm-hmm. There's a social stereotypism of like, if you bring cultists or Felgor, people just look at you differently and they're like, oh, you're that guy. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, if you're going to bring them, bring them, play them and win with them so that GW can rectify what is going on with them. If they deserve to be uh, a damn, it's like something bad right now, if this team is not touched or is not, or the, the, the balance data slate does not come out before the AVTT and they are still dominating every single tournament, then they will probably be banned for AVTT. Um, but I 100% believe in GW that they are working on a fix and that something is going to come down the pipeline. <sighs> I have the, I have hopium and a hopium over here. Um, yeah. We just haven't suffered enough in the desert for them to release that fix yet. It hasn't <laughs> so, been 40 days. Has it? Once we show, maybe if we all get together and pray to GW and <laughs> pray to the know enough <laughs> pray to the well, we are sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think that ways I, I think it's a very valid question. And I think the reason I think since it is a valid question, I think that is concerning, um, as a TO and I'm sure that there are a lot of TOs thinking about it. Cause I mean, Nova is happening in September, right? What are they just going to win Tacoma and then go win Nova? Right. One, one thing that I have seen is that there's usually a balanced data slate that comes out before every single big Games Workshop tournament. And it's going to probably come out two weeks beforehand, which means that Hammer of Wrath would be on the cusp. It'd be coming out on the 15th, right after Hammer of Wrath, which would suck. But I don't, I see them definitely pushing through some kind of fix or touching this team somehow before Nova because GW is so involved with Nova. So if you're planning on bringing in cultists to Nova, uh, expect them, I would expect them from what I've seen in the past uh, to be touched before September 2nd. Um, It doesn't make any sense why they would just allow them to 
continually dominate everything because it's just going to create a toxic environment. They've already went through yeah. like right now, 40K is <laughs> is having a lot of issues. So I feel like a lot of their resources are going to 10th edition and them kind of like figuring out how to fix towering and how, how to fix Eldar and some mm-hmm. of these other, you know, Imperial Knights and, and teams that are dominating. <clears throat> but yeah. I so- definitely don't, I think that these guys will be touched. Yeah, it seems like it's a really hard. I mean, you've never made the choice to ban a team from an event. Not and yet. I feel like it's that choice can only be made if they are so broken that it's just a guarantee they win. It's just a matter of which player wins with them. That Once you get true. to that place, then it's like, all right, we can't. Then it just ruins the tournament. You have good players that won't show up because if you don't bring cultists, if there's no way to really play into them, then what's the point of them showing up? Right. Yeah, well, well, Blaine, Blaine, and Shane are both really good, right? And they both won with cultists. So, yeah. um, and the last one, I think Ryan played cultists, and I'm I don't remember how well he did. But if we yeah. see another another instance of cultists being first, third, fourth, and sixth again at Tacoma, I think mm-hmm. that we all need to sit down and. <laughs> have a think about this. You touched on a good point. Like you still have to be good to win with them. It's not, there there has never been except maybe talents at the very first release when there was like no four four APL. Yeah. Four APL. Their, their um, play was broken. They got to do a move before they activated. So they could do a full move up, then a charge. And then like, like it was crazy. That was almost an auto win team. Other than that, like you always still have to be good. Like better players that know how to position will win better with cultists. Like, and if you're newer and trying to play them, you're going to lose with them. But if it gets to the point where it's like, yeah, a few good people brought them. So one of them will win the tournament. Then that's where you have to pull them. I, yeah, well, here's, here's another thing. If LVO was happening in two weeks, I would ban this team currently in their current form. If I had some kind of major tournament in this team's current iteration, I would say this team is not allowed to come to this major tournament. Um, I would 100% do that right now. Um, GW is never going to do that to their own tournaments because it is their game, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely think that that is something to keep in mind is that the reason why that some, some of these people might not do anything is because there's no there's no big tournaments happening, right? And then like, will Nova ban them? I don't know. I haven't talked to Matt. I don't think he will. Um, if they're not touched by Nova, I expect they'll win. So there's hmm. too many good players that I know going. Maybe somebody will find some kind of like low key hidden counter, you know, like some like Yu Gi Oh believe in the heart of your models or some stuff. You know? <laughs> but, like, but then I, the, even if there was, which I think there's a, a couple teams that do okay into them. But if there was, <clears throat> you bring the counter for that team, and then you still have to go through a whole big tournament against, you know, other teams. Absolutely. Um, and how well does that team deal with all those teams? So I, I mean, don't know. You, you still see Intercession coming out with, what, a 25 to 30% pick rate, right? Like 20, like yeah. at least a 20% pick rate. So like you also have to make sure that your team is good into Intercession, Intercession and 100%. Legionary. Yeah. Right. Otherwise that you, you know, that that's half the, that's half the field 30 to games. yeah. 30 to 40% of your games, you're going to lose statistically 
you know, like you have to make sure that those are good into those as well. So, yeah. So you have to be able to beat the <clears throat> best horde team that's ever been released and the best elite teams. So mm-hmm. like, you know, just have that team that can do all that. Um, but cultists do cultists just need <laughs> everyone. So, uh, no, yeah. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think that was a very diplomatic and reasonable answer. Um, and we'll just hang tight and see. Um, it would be nice if there was a balance or something before then, because the, I'm so excited for the hammer of wrath tournament, um, to really, because I feel like this is really, truly received player, skill come in where you see a lot of these teams like there's not there's less factors less variables so we can really see how these teams measure up at least on this format yeah and it answers things pretty definitively so i'd love to see this match happen and if cultists are in the way it is now it's going to be really hard to get useful data it's just going to be so skewed to to cultist um so it'd be nice if something was done it definitely would what do you think g no, I'm on the boat too. I mean, I'd like to not have to worry about banning things. I'd like people to get to play what they want to play. If LVO but, was in two weeks. Yeah. In, in its current iteration though, it's, it becomes like a problem and it's just not fun to go to the event and you're going to LVO. You know, some people are going to try to win, but a lot of you are going because it's Vegas and you're trying to not just play games. You're also trying to have a good time in the weekend and that's part of the weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, I just got word that, a bunch of people from Canada that we all had that we all played with last year are all buying tickets again. So like you get also at LVO, you get to see everyone from everywhere, you know, like you get to see all your friends that you make over the, like once a year, you know, and everyone comes together. We all play the game that we love. So dude, those, uh, those Canada guys were cool people. Big fan. Yeah. So, yeah, George, George, yeah George is the best. Yeah. He's British, from Canada. He's a bunch of things. So yeah, like, uh, no, super cool. Sorry to cut you off. G go, go continue what you're saying. Oh, sorry. Oh no, that was, that was about it. Okay. Oh, I was yeah. hoping for more. Yeah. You know, you, <laughs> you're in Vegas and that's, that's half of the fun is because you went to the tournament. The other half mm-hmm. is whatever you want to do in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except if you win, then you can take, your or if you post it on Instagram, you know, then it's, yeah. that's kind of out there. Yeah, Don't do that. Definitely out there. <laughs> are we getting to that time? We sure are. All right. Um, Mr. Jimmy, thanks for coming. Do you have any plugs? Um, SummerSlam. You should show up and bring cultists and make me angry. And I will still be nice to you and shake your hand. That's on July 22nd in San Diego. Where can they get those tickets? Uh, You have to pay at the store. Yep. You can. uh, Hey, Dakota, where, where do they get the tickets? I don't even know. Um, where they get the tickets for SummerSlam. It's not no, one of my tournaments. Really, and then I'll say it. So I'll pretend like I knew. Oh, oh, okay. oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You go to the store uh-huh. and then you pay at the store. And what okay, store is that? that? Okay, that, that's good. That's at Addie's Games. Addie's Games. Games. Yeah, there is, in, in San there. Diego. Is there a way to like ahead of time, like let people know like, hey, I want to reserve a spot because you I- can reach out to Cam on Discord. He's on okay. he's on our uh, he's on the yeah. Squad Games Discord. You can reach out to him, email him and he'll reserve your spot. Um, that's uh, the best way to do it currently. I don't think that you can buy tickets through BCP currently uh, through through Addie's. Um, but, uh, okay. it should be a fun tournament down in San Diego. And it's, uh, I think, I think you guys got three pretty big tournaments happening down in San Diego this year. There's one earlier SummerSlam, and then there's obviously the SoCal. SoCal Open. Open, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, it'd be great to see you. If anyone is in the SoCal area, San Diego or outside, it'd be great to see you at SummerSlam. Uh, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll that's be right. There. You'll be there. 
probably winning best sportsmanship again. I know, right? Super obnoxious. He just shows up and like, everyone loves Dakota. I can only win that so many times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So many isn't all of the times. That's so many, hundred (laughs) percent of the times. Like everyone shows up and like, I'm trying to bribe people. I'm like giving away money. Uh, which I guess maybe that's not very sportsmanlike. I don't know. I want to win. You got to play like, Votan. To, like, be really cool. And then you show up and you're like, everyone's like, oh, you're so amazing. You're my, you're my favorite person. Stupid. Like, just because you're there. Anyways, everyone <laughs> loves you. So dumb. So anyway, that's yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Slam Summers. Absolutely. And uh, and how how about you, G? What do you want to What do you want to shout out? Well, you can find me on Instagram at wargaming underscore studios, where I paint models more than I play. Again, that's wargaming underscore studios. I'm also on Threads now. It's like weird Twitter. Um, I'm just trying it out. I don't know if I love it yet. And of course, you can find us on the squad game on our squad games Instagram, which is squad game squad underscore games underscore entertainment to follow us for tournament things for crap about the podcast or stuff about YouTube. And we're on YouTube now posting stuff on YouTube. So you can watch stuff there. And of course our discord and feel free to join us on our Patreon. If you want to support the show, we really do appreciate it. The the last thing I'd like to shout out is our Twitch channel on Tuesdays. Uh, You can listen to us in the morning. And then if you want to watch us at night, uh, we're going to be, I think we're going to have last week. I did a painting stream. It was my first painting stream. And then uh, I think this week we're going to run a battle. Uh, so that's tonight. Uh, we'll run a battle. So I should have the final chords coming in and uh, we'll uh, start up the Twitch stream and, and have some fun. So jump in chat, say hello and, you know, see how it goes. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. It's yeah, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I'm going to go get uh, some Popeyes. See ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> he may not be coming back. <laughs>